Hello everybody and welcome back to Mugrax at Movies, the show where we don't talk smack about movies, we celebrate them. How has your holiday vacation been, folks? As for myself, I've been celebrating it in the nice tropical weather of the Bahamas, where we've even visited locations from movies they filmed there, including the Hollywood Reef, where they filmed various films. What films did they film there, we lord? Jaws, a few of the James Bond films, and Avatar 2. Wow! And it was right next to the island where they filmed one scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. The scene where Jack Sparrow was abandoned on an island with one palm tree and one bottle of Jack. Yeah, that was in the second Pirates of the Caribbean. That's Manchester. That's the first one, I thought. Is it? That was the second one. I don't remember. I only... I haven't watched... Yeah, right. You're right. It is the second one, because first one was Curse of the Black Pearl. That was the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the movie we're talking about today has nothing to do with the Bahamas. I don't think it was filmed in the Bahamas at all. But it was set on an island that had tropical weather. Didn't it, Wee Lord? Which movie are we even talking about? Guess, Wee Lord. Guess. What is the one review we have not released yet? From 2017. I don't know. Think about it, V-Lord. We only have one movie review from 2017 we haven't released yet. Recorded in June 2017 with our good friends Vix and Ethan. It's on an island. Yes, at least partially it's on an island. Partially on an island. I I don't know. An island... Wonder Woman. Temiscir is an island. That's the beginning of the movie. I know, but partially set. That's why I said partially set. Isn't that right? I guess, yeah, but like, most of the movie's not on the island. Well, it is the only tenuous connection I could make in order to introduce this episode by tying it into our Bahamian convocation, we lord. Okay. But yes, finally... We have gotten down to the last of our backlog recordings from Tremis 17, our review of Wonder Woman! Da, 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 da. Wonder Woman! Yes, currently Aquaman is in theaters and is another DC EU film that seems to actually be doing quite well for itself. Wow! The last one of those was Wonder Woman. The last one people liked was Wonder Woman a year and a half ago. So what better time to release this episode if not now? I mean, obviously the best time would have been to release it when it came out. But releasing it next to Aquaman is the best we can do, right? Yeah, I mean, better than Aquaman, so... Well, we haven't even seen Aquaman at the time of this recording. it's, It's the Thor of the DCEU, so... That's right. We know. Yeah, none of the Tor movies are good, as you might remember our opinions from our review of Tor Ragnarok. Yeah. Indeed. So, obviously, like with all of the episodes we recorded with Wix way back in the day, this was recorded at a time before she transitioned, so there are times in the podcast where we refer to her by an incorrect name or gender pronoun, so please be mindful of that. But without further ado, let's get into Wonder Woman. Another fun fact, though, before we do, Wee Lord, what episode did I originally plan to release this as? What episode number? How would I know? Because we discussed it during the recording itself. 
I don't know, like episode 20, 21? This was originally supposed to be episode 10. And guess what episode number it's coming out as? Episode, like, 30? Yes, exactly, episode 30. Here you go, folks. What was originally supposed to be episode 10 among the Maverick Sad movies is now episode 30 among the Maverick Sad movies. But put on your boots and your tights and your armor and head into the battlefield. Leave your nice tropical paradise to go to the war-torn world of man and watch Wonder Woman and scene. saw the Wonder Woman movie, and as someone who has not enjoyed any of the previous DC movies... Have any of us actually legitimately enjoyed any of the DCEU movies? No. no. Starting with Green Lantern, they've all been pretty god-awful. Oh, that one's, that one's not canned. That, that's <laughs> not in the DCEU. When did that even come out? Like what? 2011 or something? Yeah. yeah. It still hurt, though. Remember when Jeff Johns was writing it, and it was going to be a buddy cop movie between uh, Hal and Sinestro? That would have been amazing. Have nice thing. Yes, yeah. And then Fox nice was like, CGI suits! So then all the budget went towards that, and they couldn't have it in space. Yeah. Man, that was Fox? That yeah, what Stupid. Fox? Stupid. WB is somebody. I yeah. I, usually yeah. Fox is the one to make bad decisions. In right, but they movies. have Marvel stuff. They, they're yeah. the ones who are ruining Fantastic Four for all of us. Oh, <laughs> my boy Johnny. <laughs> but let's introduce ourselves. This is another Manga Mavericks at the movies. And yeah, this time, finally, we're recording fresh off of seeing the movie for the first time in a long time, instead of waiting a weeks or more to watch, to record about it. Okay, hey, okay. Lord. Yeah, are you putting all the blame on me for this? Yes, I'm putting all the blame on you. Okay. Yes. Never want to record, so we keep delaying it. Ladies, 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 ladies. You're both pretty. Let's hurry this along so we can talk about the movie. Right, and we have a lot of guests on here this time. We have like five people. First, me, of course, your host, Lom Ramayasha. Then we have recurring guest, Ethan. Hey. Hi, all. I was there once. <laughs> yes, he was on the Pokemon Adventures retrospective and the Monster Girl manga fight, which should be out pretty soon if it's not already out. Of course, we have my regular co-host for Manga Maverick Time Movies, we Lord GTC. Hi, I currently am questioning why I associate with these people. Because we love you. Someone save me. He shoved, no. He used Please. to shove me into lockers and say, bully the white boy. It but now he shoves it me. It wasn't a locker. It was a wall. You, you, you shoved I distinctly remember a big bomb. <laughs> wasn't that the, he also, the door once? Also, now he says that I'm gay, a retro, and a furry, and I'm not, I am none of these things. Oh, uh, yeah, right. You're, You're literally wearing your shirt right now that says yes. Yes, Five. shut up. <laughs> Five minutes ago, we were walking out of the theater. You and a certain other friend of ours were talking about yiffing. Yes, and? You were implying that you both knew what yiffing is and wondering if the other did. No, no, you're, you're not no, going to. No, no, we, 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 we knew. We knew. You're not going to bring him over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some kid. Jace is also here playing. What are you playing, Jace? I'm playing Monster Hunter. Nice. For you! All it's a big Monster, Monster Hunter. Huh. For yeah, you. I'm doing this because I have. 
Very little of the comic. It's four ultimate. If, right, if we're you glad you're here anyway. Yeah. yeah, just come in with the one-liners whenever you feel like it. Just remember, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises was the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> and the relationship between Bane and CIA is the best gay relationship in movies ever. Batman vs. Superman is a masterpiece. So where's the gay relationship there between... Granny's Peach Teeth. No, no. The greatest no, no. idea, the greatest scene in movie history. Batman right. was, Batman was the beating the shit out the of... The punchline oh, brilliant. Brilliant. You guys are missing the point where Batman was beating the shit out of Superman to try and bury his feelings for him. That's where the gay relationship is. Martha! Actually, all cynicism aside, all cynicism aside, shut the hell up. That scene actually, okay, everyone's ripped the hell out of that scene, so I'll just say it made me want to take a long walk off a short cliff. Just remember, kids, we can't have nice movies because that movie pretty much single-handedly screwed over any chance of us having a good Cadmus, a good Lex Luthor, a good Jimmy Olsen. Death of Superman arc, anything with Jimmy Olsen or Lois Lane. So there goes the Daily Planet in general. So basically, any storyline that we could have had is kind of is going to be uh, gimped or cut short or dead. Yeah, kill out Jimmy Olsen just because you can. Great idea, Zack Snyder. Be- I- I- I applaud you. you. You're clearly a visionary. You're a genius, uh, of course. Now, to be fair, uh, Zack Snyder has suffered a recent loss. Recently. I don't want to be too hard on guy, you know. I don't like his directorial decisions. Only right. Movies, but, you know, I personally feel that his directing decisions are separate person. from his personal life. And yeah. while that is a tragedy happening to anyone... It, sh- it will not stop me from ripping into the parts of his movie directing that I disagree with, because the two are, at the end of the day, separate. Yeah. So, our apologies for your personal loss. Moving on. He yes. won't see this. Eh, never hurts. And honestly, even if he doesn't, I still want to pay my respects to the guy, because that is an awful thing to have happen. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Uh, for those of you who don't know, his daughter... Yeah, yeah his, his daughter, daughter committed suicide. Right. Um, uh, for more information, look it up. It's uh, very tragic. But that's not what we're here about today. Moving on. Because yeah. Jeff Johns directed this one, kind of. His name was in the credits. Was he like an executive well, yeah, producer or something? Yeah, executive producer, which probably meant that he was the one. He was sitting one. around. Well, yeah, it probably meant that he was doing most of the work, considering how it turned out. I guess. This wasn't a Zack Snyder movie. Usually yeah. when you yeah, pull well, the executive producer, though, it's just that like, guy who's in the, like, fucking recording Apart from the monotone, already. like, t- uh, <laughs> visual tone of the movie and the occasional slow motion porn, yeah, this didn't feel like a Snyder piece. Was- Snyder, like, uh, Jeff Johns really wants to make a good comic book movie. Um, in, in case anyone's wondering about how devoted he is, um, there was an episode of Psych that was kind of, um, parroting his mentality, uh, what was it? There's like uh, it was an episode where the um, were, uh, was that the Comic Con one? Yeah, it was a Comic Con one. Yeah, and they a- talked about the CGI butt both as a fucking um, a joke and an homage to the um, Green Lantern movie. Yes. CGI butt? spirit, oddly enough. But yeah, there uh, was some CGI body part, both as a reference to that and as to the bat nipples from uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, basically, Those bat basically the entire episode was a what if uh, Jeff Johns decided to kill everybody at Warner Bros. <laughs> now you know, <laughs> like and how he would be 
Uh, Psych. Great Psych. show. Yeah, I for the, oh, who, the show Psych. The show Psych. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to watch that now. Yeah. It's a great show, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? The Red. Um. The the comic was called The Red Spirit. It was also poking a little bit of fun at um the Spirit movie, which was absolutely terrible. <laughs> My city needs me. Her girly parts are getting all hot and bothered over me. Do they even <laughs> mention the name of the city? No. It's, now that you mention it, it's Central City. It's based off of Will Eisner's um uh, childhood growing up um in I guess one of the less shh, fortunate avenues. Okay. Shh, shh. Fucking Samuel Jackson has to make more egg puns. Step, step, step aside. The octopus never shows his face. <laughs> he didn't even have purple gloves. Hang Mara. Fr- oh wait, I, I also hate Mark Miller, but hang Frank Miller. <laughs> Except Huck. Huck was good. Hmm. I like I like Huck and Red Sun. And I kick ass became Wonder something. Woman. Let's go to Wonder Woman now. Good. Yeah, yeah, speaking yeah. Of, it's important to note that the director of this film uh, was Pat Patricia Leah Jenkins. Uh, so a female director. She doesn't have that big a filmography. Her most notable uh, film was Monster, which was a 2003 film, uh, a crime drama film. So this was quite a change in genre from what she had previously done. Mm. So it's pretty interesting, and ha- I'll have to look into more of her work. She seems to have done quite a bit of work uh, on television, uh, specifically for the show Five. But yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it seemed kind of like the, the directing. It seemed a little bit amateurish, if that makes sense. Like some of the uh, some, um, some of the shots were a bit odd. Um, some of the um, some of the special effects didn't look. Or, that uh, nice. There wasn't that much of a consistent <coughs> tone. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, just as an example, final big bad fight, what the entire movie's been building to, it's just the dude standing there throwing shit at her while she dodge, dog, yeah, dodges, rolls, and punches through her. It, which, I mean, from her end, looks kind of interesting, but then you just cut back to the guy and he's just wiggling his fingers. Yeah, and... Mm. and was the, it just uh, me, or also did they use a lot of slow-mo shots? Yeah, they, but they, that's they, what they, I was they, talking about. That's, yeah, that's a big thing in these DC films, anyway. It's, yeah, but the, yeah. The, she kept changing up how she used it, which kind of yeah. gave me the impression that it, like, she could like, it felt, it felt rather that instead of changing things up, that she couldn't really decide what to do... So in one scene they'll um like after each blow it'll be slow mo, but in so but um in other scenes it'll be right before each blow, or then or or some scenes it'll be like when something really really big happens and they're switching the cameras around, and it feels a little bit disjointed, but it honestly there's like a lot that. of great fight scenes in this movie. So yeah. like it, uh, um but although some of them really feel like a Disney era um Power Rangers um, morphing <laughs> uh, morphing sequence, you know where they um or an explosion, you know where they're all jumping but jumping forward and there's an explosion, but then it does it again and it's slow motion. Definite and, times when the characters in this movie would very noticeably switch from being people to rubbery CGI puppets back to people and back again. Yes. But then there were also fights that were close and dirty and very well choreographed. It's weird. It's most hard to explain one, unless you've seen it. Most of the ones that were like, um, I, I guess on the battlefield, oddly enough, were, uh, were like the more gritty, realistic ones with weights. While, mm. the, uh, while the ones with the ones at the beginning of the movie and the ones with gods and whatever the heck were a bit more rubbery and weird. The special effects in this movie, I, I, I don't like a lot of them, but a lot of them. Half good. Yeah, it's half good. Like, uh, the, like, um, 
Uh, it was just simple things like like one of them diving in water. I'm like, oh wow, that uh, yeah. that looks really bad. But then some, but then uh, but then some things like uh, London, uh, it looked really really great. The yeah. shot when they're pulling in under London that was a great establishing shot. It was actually. We'll get to our issues with that later, but it also um, mm-hmm. led to a few funny lines. That was that was good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where was all this movie money? The rest of the movie? <laughs> well, well, I don't it, know it, if that's necessarily money so much as good use directing of stats, talent or good use of, uh, the know, director resources. didn't get their coffee that and day. Directing. Whatever it was, yeah, what really, happened? The sets are really all over the place. Like, uh, yeah. the, like specifically the campfire scene, it felt very much like a set. Mm-hmm. Well, there's lots of there's also really really cool stuff like when they're going around the department store that felt really real and natural. Some of the war offices like they seemed to be directly inspired from uh, photographs and paintings of the era, and they felt really nice and fluid and good. Uh, some of the battlefield sets were really really nice. But, but then the final battlefield set, as interesting as the setup was, it's this huge. Um, like if you've played the opening to Metal Gear Solid, the the preview chapter that was supposed to be a full game but wasn't. It's this giant military base with walls, searchlights, the whole shabam. It looks really cool, but the fight ends up being almost entirely on a flat plane once it actually gets going. Which I do like the set, like the set of it being in a guard tower, but they do such, but the, like, then um, they, they do such a good set, job of showing this big foreboding facility. Like, I was actually, it looked kind of like a cross between Alcatraz and... Yeah, the uh, set looks really cool. Yeah. And then they blow up everything so it basically amounts to being a flat plane for most of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Yeah. With a bunch of fire everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It... I mean, okay, in a short, blurby way, I could say um, the best way to describe this movie is it's like an old piece of rope. The beginning's kind of frayed and not all there, and the end's kind of frayed and not all there, but what's in the middle is really what you're there for, and it's good, mm-hmm. and when you need it at that point, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Speaking of beginnings, you should probably start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Why not? Because you case... have some words to say about the beginning. You oh, found boy. the first few minutes to be pretty rough, didn't you? Yeah, I found them to be very, very rough. So, the movie, st- um, the movie starts out with, uh, with a, with a nice little voiceover by Wonder Woman that saying a bunch of stupid generic things and I don't care and then we get man is evil yeah man, yeah. man, man is weird man is evil blah 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 power blah, blah. of love yeah. that was <laughs> where I almost was a walked out on the nose. yeah that's where I almost walked out because that sounded so yeah, much you were like gonna walk out I almost I I'd almost pay for your ticket, you were gonna talk over I would talk pay you back. Uh, speaking of, yeah. I noticed that a, a guy came up to you guys oh. because you were talking. Yeah, that was that was me. I t- I t- I I was in, I was uh, telling Kevin, my my friend Kevin, that I the way that they showed Zeus was really stupid. But I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> I, and I whoever that was, I'm sorry. I'm bad. We didn't See, want to I knew ruin. I had to have you on because I knew you had things to say about this movie. As soon as I saw that happen. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so when we so when we see our first shot of Themyscira, um, for those of you who don't know, that's the island that the Amazons live on. It was set aside from Earth by the gods. It's got this nice little protective bubble to protect it from um, basically friggin' everything. It's it's a literal paradise, Themyscira, paradise island, whatever the heck you want to call it. Blessed by the gods, where the Amazons live, and all of them are basically ageless immortals. So mm. there's only one little girl. And that's Diana. That's Wonder Woman. And our, our, our first introduction to her is a 
child actor that could really, really stand to try a little bit harder because I've seen better child actors on Power Rangers. Well, you know, I appreciated her enthusiasm. It's kind of like she was having fun. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know, her acting was a little off, but, you know... She tried, she but fine. she, yeah, if she, anything, she, she, she could have adorable. tried a little She less. was adorable, and she really put her heart into the role, yeah. and um, just some of the dialogue was just really, really stilted, and that's what kind of... Yeah, I give it a solid C-. <laughs> yeah. yeah! I do no, have no. a question, though. Yeah. Uh, Diana being the only child on Temiscira, is that something yes, that's, that's in the comics? Yes, that's something that's always in the comics, because the Amazons, of course, are ageless immortals. Right. And whether she was uh, a demi, uh, whether she was a child of Zeus and a, and a mortal woman in the New Fifty Two, or whether she was sculpted from clay, she was the first child to ever be on Paradise Island. And basic, and they did a very good job of portraying how she was viewed by pretty much everybody uh, on the island. Hmm. She was basically raised by a thousand mothers. That's what most of the comics say. That's pretty cool. But I have a question though, in terms of her aging. So, like, she starts out of a child, but then she, you know, we see her as an adult woman, like, lo- Every sure, immortal hundreds, thing, I always thousands of years later, or whatever, but It's still, like, they start out I'm, as a cute little baboo, and then you see them as a grown-ass person, but do they just stop at around like, age? Yeah, that's what I'm confused about. Like, do they just stop at a certain age? Stop aging? Pretty much, yeah. They pretty huh. much just stop aging. Well, not entirely, because, um, Hippolyta... It, um, that's what the Botox are for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Botox. They um, they will, they will show signs. Of, I yeah, I guess it's just based on um mental state or something because because oh. uh, even though Hippolyta should you know look as young as she does forever, um it um it, in a post in post zero hour continuity. She was a member of the Justice Society of America, the very first Wonder Woman. That's why that that was their explanation for her fighting in World War Two and. Having a thing with Steve Trevor, blah blah blah. Um, she looks markedly older than um, um, than Diana, which mm-hmm. is obviously meant to separate her away from how, from Diana, who's a member of the Justice League of America and active during the nineteen eighties and nineties and the early two thousands. Yeah. Plus, it's kind of awkward when you can literally say, "Is that your sister?" No, it's my kid. <laughs> yeah, but- like she looks like an old she looks like a, like an older uh, battle hardened woman rather than Diana's fiery. I'm gonna diplomacy <laughs> the heck out of you. Yeah, so, yeah, because I know I've seen like older versions of Hippolyta before. Mm-hmm. Versions yeah. with like that definitely show her age, show some gray in the hair. Yeah, she's got so. gray hair. Her um, eyes are a bit baggy. Also, she wears the skirt. It's kind of cool. Cause I, li- I, I like the little, I like the skirt. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it was only it was only around for an issue because fun fact: the uh, the artist really really didn't like drawing folds. <laughs> so then she got a leotard. But now, for some reason, that's the symbol of Golden Age Wonder Woman. Even though it was only around for an issue, go figure. <laughs> I said again, a- holding on to obscure shit is kind of your bread, butter, cocaine, weekend hoe, and the roof you live under, so, uh... The Justice oh. Society of America is the best super team ever! But yeah, anyways, back to the story! Yeah, explain some more of the Wonder Woman lore and, like, what the movie kind of changed and, uh... Yeah. Or got completely wrong. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, uh, so, so Diana's running around the island, running away from her studies, and then, and then 
then it, she's obviously found. And then she's like, why can't I do some war things, Mom? And Hippolyta's like, well, honey, let me tell you a story about war so you won't want to do the war. And so she tells her a very, very odd story about how Zeus was the creator of humanity and how his son, for some reason, Ares, didn't lie, made, made mankind really violent and angry, and then Ares killed all the gods! Somehow! And also, there's... Also, even though the Greek, Greek mythology exists, there's no such things like Titans or Gaia or whatever the heck. Yeah, that's And right. there's... It's... And it's really, really weird. I mean, and, it would have been a bit cliched, but in terms of, like, world-ending Earth fuck-uppery, the Titans are a pretty easy out. Yeah, I mean, they were to be too much like Hercules. But Hercules was awesome. Uh, Her- uh, Her- uh, Heracles is, a uh, you know, pretty closely tied with Wonder Woman mythology, so I'm surprised that they didn't actually mention him at all. Um, like, like in, in, every, in every single canon, pretty much, he's very closely tied with Wonder Woman mythology, because... He, he, he like he's he's technically in some version he's technically a child of Zeus. So yeah. if you're going off New Fifty Two, him brother and Diana and are technically brother and sister. If you're going for anything else, uh, Heracles uh, kind of kind of got tired of Amazons being a thing, and then was like, "Hey, we should become friends." Then drugged all their drinks, uh, took them as slaves, and then Hippolyta's like, "You know what? Fuck you." And then the Amazons kind of kill every single one of Heracles' men, and Heracles has to go crying back to Mommy Hera. <laughs> what what storyline is that? That is the very first issue of George Perez's run on um, Wonder Woman, which, um, uh, judging from the credits, is what they took a lot of inspiration from. Uh, so you'd be looking for Wonder Woman, issue number one, by George Perez and somebody else that I don't remember, 1987. It's good stuff. Very, is that all in that one issue? That's all in that one issue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm looking at the second issue right now on my computer, and Princess Diana's going out on an adventure! <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a huge thing, but yeah. honestly, yeah. I like the armor. Um, For those of you who've actually seen this comic, she's got this sort of... Well, it's not quite Valkyrie, that's a different... That's kind of a different religion, but it's Valkyrie-esque. It looks cool. Yeah, also her horse has cool armor. Also stars and stripes and stuff. Yay! Yay! Huzzah! Mark bird Co. titties! Where's the bird titties? Bird on titties. Oh, yeah! There's some bird titties. That's what you're talking about. Well, yeah, so... So for, so first off, if we're, ta- if, if, we're ta- if we're talking about the Greek pantheon, this makes absolutely no sense, because Zeus didn't really create humans. And he also the god, also he was one of the gods that was vehemently opposed to humans actually gaining any sorts of sentience, any sorts, uh, any sense of like nobility, creativity. That was actually Prometheus, the Titan, who gave them fire, humanity, blah blah blah. blah. And Zeus was kind of mad about that. Ares, honestly, he got the he got a good end out of the deal because now that humans have passion and honor, they can fight over these things. Yeah. And uh, that uh, and uh, I think that and Ares is probably pretty pro-human. <laughs> Pretty cool guy. Also, the idea of Ares killing every single god is freaking laughable. Yeah, it's it's that, that, that's really stupid. I don't understand that. And then Zeus actually getting off of his ass to try to kill Ares. That's giving Zeus too much. Also, it's giving Zeus. Also, if Zeus and Ares actually tried to fight, Zeus would just be like Master yeah. Bolt. That's a fight that should be yeah. done. From that angle, yeah, and besides, that and if he actually almost... killed Hades. 
then where would the gods go? Exactly. That's true. That's strange. Like, so what? Like, did, uh, did also, Hades? from yeah, that yeah, standpoint... Would they be cast could... at the pits of Tartarus? But Hades is the only person keeping everything from escaping from Tartarus. So. Yeah. So Where's not Char- only <laughs> the gods would not die, but like, wouldn't all the bad shit in Tartarus be uh, kind of... Here? Yeah, so yeah, basically, so... so and wouldn't this be like a Fusion Reborn kind of situation? Wouldn't old, everyone dead come back to life on Earth? And not only and that... Anyone ever read Percy Jackson? And remember the, si- remember the sixth book where uh, Kronos releases fucking everything from Tartarus and all uh, tries to attack New York? It'd be kind of like that, and I don't think Ares by himself would really be able to stand up to the combined might of Kronos, Gaia, a Cyclops... Yeah, no... <laughs> Also, Spoiler that alert, actually would have... fails. Well, of course he does, because the good guy's got to win. But uh, that almost would have been a decent twist. Is like, yeah, all the gods got wiped out. They're all dead. Later, it's like two or three gods pop. is like, hey, by the way, we've been pulling the strings, so things are shitty, but they're not quite as shitty as they could be. Yeah. Also, since Pandora's box is actually like a big thing in the new 52, which is what they're basing the DCEU off of, and it honestly would have made a lot more sense than just having, like, a god somehow manipulating all of humanity and making them evil because Ares is super god-man. They could have just said, oh, hey, by the way, this woman named Pandora opened a box and all the evil of the world got out, and that's why yeah. humans were crap, and then Ares decided to be like, haha, I'm gonna take advantage of this. Because <laughs> that's, that honestly would have, that, that's what people are familiar with, that's what would have worked. Everybody yeah. knows the story of Pandora's box. Yeah. And, again, the idea of Zeus doing anything is laughable and stupid. And also the idea of Zeus actually liking the Amazons is laughable and stupid. <laughs> and the idea of Zeus taking Themyscira because, for some reason, they're since they're inspired by the George Perez canon, Themyscira used to exist within Italy, around Greece, um, as a, basically a city-state. And um, Zeus, and in the movie, Zeus just basically picked it up and then placed it in the Mediterranean Sea in the comics. Um, uh, in the comics, after the little bout with Heracles that I told you about, uh, the, uh, the, um, the gods that had created the Amazons determined that they were corrupt and needed to be placed away from humanity to... Be, uh, to wean out the warlike stuff in them, the the, the desire for revenge, mm-hmm. and that's and um, but also to protect them from uh, um, from the greedy kings who had sent Heracles and his men after them. So place no dicks so, yeah, allowed. Yeah, we don't really have a sense of where Temescara is really. Like even as a newcomer, yeah. the I mean, opening is kind of jumbled and rushed. There are a bunch of guys they created these Temescara bitches. They're really awesome. Then they all died. Yeah, like, I just know Matt Pat's gonna make a film theory just based on that one line where they say it's like 4,000 whatever from France. Or whatever. But it's just a theory. Movie theory! It's, it, um, they really screwed themselves in the foot because as, like, a comic fan, I kind of know where things are-ish. Right. But, like, I was trying to go into this with the mentality of, like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie on its own merits because I'm going to do a podcast about it later, and everyone's going to be like, we, people don't read comics! You know, American you knew that at the time the that devil. I was going to ask you to do this podcast? Oh, you said so at the beginning! Oh, I thought we, yeah, yeah, I so said we're doing that instead of the Monster Girl one this week. This, like, yeah, I yeah. did say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to do... So, um, and as a regular moviegoer, I was very, <laughs> very, very confused, but as a comic fan, I was, I was pretty happy that they got the architecture of Themyscira pretty on point. They got, yeah, they, it looked they, really good. Yeah, they got the dumb statue right in the right place. <laughs> I wonder where they filmed those Themyscira scenes. I would imagine New Zealand. Hmm. <laughs> it's perpetually sunny and has a bunch of ruins. It, well, it sets... Uh, 
And looking it up, it says that they mainly filmed in the UK, France, and Italy. Oh, that'd be Italy then. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, honestly, that would make sense to film kind of on location. Yeah. But yeah, so then Ares is cast into the pit. It burns, I guess. And then <laughs> then, well, then Diana will obviously never want to do the war again. Because reasons. Bullshit. <laughs> it's yeah. bullshit, yeah. And then, but, but then we see that Wonder Woman is... A, Actually, being trained by I can't remember her name, but she's the one that uh, she's the one that drove the uh, uh, the Amazons to war in. Uh, they said that the Amazon take revenge on humanity in. Um, okay, the that's comics. another thing. She's just kind of oddly blood hungry. I'm not sure how this would have played out, <laughs> but it kind of seemed like the angle they were going for is she was going to be Ares, but no, without. I didn't really get that sense. I, I didn't get the sense like, either. Me, okay, like, no, I'm reaching. Wanted, I might be reaching. She could be a great warrior, and she thinks that she should okay, be yes, able to protect herself. That I get, so but she also seemed to almost want war, and I could see her either being Ares or working with him to bring that about. I just didn't get that sense. I didn't get like, I thought it was more There was a character in the 2009 Wonder Woman And without that. It was like that. But in this film, I just got the sense that she just wanted to answer. And without that, it just seemed kind of out of place. She cares about Diana. Why? Uh, because well, she fight good. Aunt. Yeah. Well, everybody's her fucking aunt on this okay, island. So literally, everybody's her fucking aunt. I guess. So, um, Except for the fucking part, because no one's allowed to have fun. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I don't judge. I mean, they they they, 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 they have the comic suit. They mentioned having the well, comic suit. That was, was actually a fun scene. Though. That was hilarious. Like they mentioned having the twelve um uh, the um the twelve uh, twelve volumes yeah, of the what was it the antique card. Yeah, Antiope, yeah, Antiope's the, um, Antiope's the woman that, uh, want, okay. that broke and away then, from the Amazons. And then, fucking later, the one chick gets shot, and everyone has a really emotional death scene around her, when I don't think we've seen her before, in an actual way that stands the out. The idea is, if you would like, actually, if, but you'd have to know some background information about that, is that this is an irreplaceable immortal dying and that is sad because and the a Island lot of has... irreplaceable immortals just died. Yeah. They choose to grieve over this specific one. Yes, because because she's Antiope, and she's the war lady, I guess. Well, she was also very important to Diana, particularly. Yeah. yeah, she's important to Diana. I um, we should we should get to that. It was and messy. It seemed like Hippolyta was particularly close to her as well. Yeah. yeah, everybody was close to her. So why do we know who she is? Just because she, and she, well, they mentioned her name once. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. So, yeah, so I guess she was an antagonist in the comics, though. Ish, kind of. Um, she kind of broke away from the Amazons, and she almost led them down a terrible warlike path, to, um, mm. which would have le- led to Amazon dominance. And actually, um, it, so so originally the Amazons were like a peace-loving people, and they're just kind of really really cool. The uh, the thing about Amazons being a war-hungry, bloodthirsty race was spread by jealous kings and um, uh, kings and rulers who really didn't like the idea of a um, of a bunch of women living in peace being better than their than their <laughs> empires and then they sent Heracles to kind of beat them the heck up and then they killed all of them yay, yay! more death. For death death yeah. is fun also the um also the gods created the, you know you know what? I'm just going to do the George Perez backstory because this is kind of what they were doing with it so once upon a time there was a guy Named Zeus, and he was kind of sad because the people didn't like the gods no more. Because I guess this was right before Greece beca- was a thing, and um, so the gods all have a meeting, and they're like, "How do we get the humans to like us again?" <laughs> and then Ares is like, "Let's have lots of war." 
And everyone's Yay. like, no! And then Zeus is like, I'm bored. And then, um, then somebody comes up with an idea, like, "Hey, maybe we should make um, uh, um, maybe we should make another creature that'll lead man to something, you know, good and pleasant." And then Varys is like, "No, that's a stupid idea." And some of the gods are like, "Let's kill people." And some uh, gods do what gods do because they're awful people. And Zeus is like, "This is stupid. I want to go home." <laughs> so, so, uh, so a bunch of the female gods meet in secret, and they create a race. Uh, um, they, they create a race out of the uh, um, out of the souls of women that have been um, that, um, that have had their lives cut short by bloodthirsty men for no reason. So, like men who beat their wives to death, etc., etc. Um, uh, they um they use their souls to create an uh, um a race of, pe- of immortals known as the Amazons to mm. gu- um to guide humankind to prosperity and goodness. And they leave one soul behind, one special soul. Uh, uh one of the um like the first woman to ever so the first woman ever to be beaten up by her husband and uh, till death was carrying a child, and that child they leave the soul of it just floating around in the underworld. They're doing this with charm. They they paid him a lot of money for this. Mm. Um. And that soul becomes Diana eventually when the time is right. Huh. It's, it's, um, that's why she's kind of special-ish, and also why she can fly after, in post-crisis continuity, which sucks because I like the Invisible Jet. <laughs> <laughs> invisible Jet. Yeah, best there's jet. no Invisible Jet in this movie. That yeah, that sucks. Zero out of ten, no jet. I was expecting Invisible and Jet. Not I only. Was there a distinct lack of invisible aircraft? That kind of leads into one of my biggest problems with the early movie. You know, John's the lore guy, whatever, that's fine. They set out on a ship, and they're like, okay, let's do this. Let's uh, stop. Let's let's get to that later. And you're no fun, but fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to touch on Diana's origins, uh, I thought originally she was the child of Ares and Apollo. Like, in the 2009 animated movie, that was the case. Originally, I, she was made out of clay, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, that. that's the, um, like, the, they, like, um, or so, originally she's molded from clay, and then post-crisis, con- crisis into Earth's continuity, she's the, um, she's that soul put into a body molded from clay that grows up, and then that's her, that's her origin story for ever and ever until New 52, where she is the daughter of Zeus and a mortal woman, and except she's put on, uh, no, she's the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. Yeah, Hippolyta. Okay. yeah but even in the Justice League animated show, Diana was the daughter of, like, some villain. I think it was Ares also. In that I show. think it was. Yeah, I think it was just a yeah, Justice League yeah. animated show thing. Maybe, yeah. Which it worked. It was kind of cool. I I didn't really like her in there because she was kind of because they gave all of her personality traits to Hawk Girl, but mm. then yeah. removed the love aspect. I mean, I love Hawk Girl. She's cool. I love Hawk her. Girl is best girl. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's not how you spell plastic man. Yeah. Plastic. How you spell Oliver Queen Green Arrow? Gotta love him in a jail, you. That's so good. That's not how you spell plastic man either. That's not how you spell. That's how you spell. That's how you spell Courtney Whitmore Star Girl. Booster Gold. Booster. No, that should be Green Lantern. Booster Gold had a good episode. He did. He did. Great. 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 Billy West should always voice Skeets if he doesn't. Yes. It's a crime. It's a crime to not have Billy West voice Skeets. I will kill you all. Uh, yeah, back, back to the movie, probably, I guess. 
So yeah, they're kind of going off of the weird origin that I told you, but not entirely, because reasons. Like, there's a throwaway line at the beginning where the mom's like, I molded you out of clay, and you were given life by the gods. And I just thought they were going to go with that. No, they're getting like, life from Zeus, because yeah. Zeus totally likes Amazons, what? and he totally doesn't abhor their existence. Whatever. I mean, that was and, one thing, though. Like, they never really explained well that they're made from clay and how that works. Only Zeus can't Jesus give anyone life. Only Gaia can make life. Yeah. Magic. But, like, I think they explained it well better in, like, the Justice League action episode we watched, like, a few days ago. The Wonder Woman in there, actually, uh, for those of you who haven't seen Justice League action, the Wonder Woman in there is actually pretty kick-ass. She's awesome. I love her. And also the Martian Manhunter, and and I love the Booster Gold, and the Blue Beetle, and the... All the characters are good in Justice League action. Space Cabbie! That's the sound of me trying to... At 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. I thought it was 6 a.m. It's a crime. They're burying it in early Saturday morning. Love and no support it because it's it. small and malnourished. Yes, please do that. It's, it's the great. first appearance of Space Cabby since that Starman issue. And Just Fire do Storm, it. Firestorm is banned. He's so good. Yeah, Firestorm's great in there. I love. Yeah. Uh, they, they really didn't. Um, Unlike Arrow. God, yeah. Oh, we don't talk about Arrow. He only has firepowers, though. Yeah. Okay. He was still dumb, though, because he only has firepowers. Everybody knows that. Anyway. Yeah, just like in Injustice 2. Steering. Back on pass. Yeah. Pass on back. Oh, yeah. Uh, One other other major issue I have. First off, why would Zeus ever give anything related to the Amazon's life? Zeus really doesn't like the Amazons ever in Greek mythology and Percy Jackson and whatever canon continuity of whatever book you're reading that's related to the Greek gods, Zeus does not like the Amazons. I, I mean, I for some also, also, he can't give life. He's just the electricity dude. It's kind of the, it's kind of Gaia that gives life. Cause, well, I mean, a brief history of Greek mythology is basically Zeus, don't put your dick in that too late. Yeah, yeah. but the only life that Zeus makes is when he puts his dick in things. Part of me just thinks of the writers just put a bunch of gods in a hat and just like pick one out, like, oh Zeus, let's go with this one. Like yeah. if you actually, to me, they were banking on the mass audiences not really knowing their Greek mythology. But yeah. at the same time, if you and care the, at all, the most extent that they expected the audience to know their Greek mythology was from. Hercules, where Zeus there is like, you know... An alright dude, but that's only because Hera's the villain of that, because Zeus stuck his dick in something that he shouldn't have, and Hera really doesn't like it when he does that. Wait, which Hercules are we talking about? We're talking about the Disney film. Oh, that Hercules! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people probably get older Greek mythology info just from that, watching that film. Because that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but even totally a villain. But even then, Zeus is kind of just a dumb little bitch. Yeah, but he's not. He's not like. Antagonistic. Yeah. Magical pink baby juice. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we have Lex Luthor Zeus like a Justice League action? Yeah. As long as he's not Superman versus Batman Lex. Yeah, so... We don't talk about that, Lex. Yeah. It doesn't exist. He's gone. He's dead. We killed it. It's the Joker. Anyway, so uh, so then uh, Hippolyta at one point shows uh, shows Diana the, the sword, the god killer. It's a nice little sword and a nice little place in a giant tower, and it's like, Diana, don't touch the thing. Diana's like, I'm totally gonna touch the thing later. Now explain the mythology of the God Slayer. I have absolutely no idea, because I, because usually her sword is just a hecking sword. So do you think they just made this up for the film? I really think they just made this up, because Wonder Woman usually doesn't use a sword. And you, like, Hippolyta, um, in post-crisis continuity, was usually the one that used a sword, mm-hmm. because, you know, she's a World War II veteran and actually, like, legitimately had to kill people. 
Um, Wonder Woman's uh, stuff lied mostly in diplomacy and punching the shit out of things. And because, using her lasso. Of truth. And using her lasso of truth. So, uh, which was in which was imbued with the magic of Hestia in the movie and in the comics, and I don't understand how the last of truth is actually imbued with the magic of Hestia. If Hestia was hacking dead, <laughs> and I don't know why it's like made of lightning or something. It's not made of. I I assume that that was because they were the children of Zeus and like their mm-hmm. lightning powers yeah. were affecting it or something. I, th- I thought yeah. like but uh, Wonder Woman doesn't have lightning powers in the movie, so it doesn't make any sense. I thought Ares was like channeling like. His, like, thunder powers through the web. Well, how does Ares have thunder powers to begin with? Actually, he doesn't! This on is that note, so why does he have from the little I do understand of Greek yeah, mythology, cause, cause the, cause his lightning bolts, like, <laughs> they're, they're didn't he make somehow. his lightning bolts, so even if he had access, wouldn't Ares have a limited supply of them at best? Yeah, yeah, Zeus oh, was the yeah. only one who actually made lightning bolts, so if, um, so Ares, Ares doesn't use lightning bolts. He, he prefers, um, he doesn't like using things other than tools for war because he believes in honor and combat, and by honor I mean cu- cutting a lot of people up. So he would not use lightning powers. He would just use brute force and a lot of sharp, pointy things. That sounds like nothing like the Ares in this film. In this film, well, he's got weird magic lightning bullshit powers because he's a child of Zeus powers. or something. He does make a whole shit ton of blades out of I was going to say, he yeah. does the yeah. stupid Magneto thing, but that was yeah. stupid. Yeah. Still, he wasn't really fighting fair. Oh, oh, and then there was the bit where he clawed out his helmet and it looked like something off of a metal cover, but yeah. dumb. Yeah. But I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, we're skipping ahead. So yeah, the, so God Slayer is I don't know they've put a lot of importance on the sword. And I I was honestly like at this point I was like oh God they've ruined the movie. The lasso of truth isn't the main isn't the main weapon. This is really bad. Wonder Rah. Woman is dead. Wonder Woman is dead to me. Re and I skip ahead a few years. She's being trained hard by she's, she's being trained hard because Apollo gave in. And like, 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 pay attention to this. Hippolyta says that she needs to be trained five times harder than any other Amazon, so she can be really, really good at the fighting. So just pay attention to that. Cause it's gonna be important later. Cause that's another an- another gripe I have is coming up. Those of you seen the movie might know. But um, so so then, uh, as you do, they're screwing around on Themyscira. Wonder Woman's an adult now, being all womany and shit. Being all womany, and then oh no, oh no, when she's fighting. Um. Suddenly, the suddenly when she when she blocks a thing and does the Wonder Woman pose, everybody knows with her arms crossed in front of her, it creates a big giant shockwave. And since we know absolutely nothing about these bracelets, they're forged by Hephaestus. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get the shockwave. Yeah. The, Why the, would the bracelets cause the shockwave? Well, okay. If if we're going off of the idea that Hephaestus forged the uh, forged the bracelets and they're give and they were either. Gifts from the gods to be used um, uh, by um, by the Themyscira's champion into the world of men, or the or just the winner of this gigantic battle contest that the Amazons had at one point. Then yeah, that would make some sense. I mean, it's Hephaestus. His, his technology can do literally anything. But in this movie, because the gods are dead uh, by the time Diana's born. Hephaestus couldn't have forged them, so it's magical MacGuffin bullshit. You know, it also kind of bothers me because. She uses those things a lot in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and she does. They're ma- it's it's like they start out Harry Potter at birth with the wand, but suddenly he can fucking like bring people back to life from the dead or just a bunch of shit that has never been established before. And when asked about it, it's just kind of uh, what's a, what's the magic? 
Yeah, the bracelets are very important in the film. Like, a lot of evidence is placed on them, and it gets her out of a lot of jams. Like, 90% of the action scenes yeah, use Because the, the, one, the one recognizable thing about Wonder Woman is her deflecting bullets with her bracelets. Yeah. It's in the song and, for crying out loud. Yeah. Stop a bolt cold, make the axes full. Um... <laughs> And, now, and, and again, they, I, I'm really glad that they actually did do the bracelets thing because uh, some because uh, for some reason, 90s, 2000s, people were like, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. So she was made bulletproof like Superman, so she didn't have to use the bracelet that's thing. Boring. So she's just it's female so Superman at that point. Yeah, she's she was female Superman at that point. I mean, my dad kept calling her Superwoman. My dad, my dad, who's the most, who's the most wonderful human being, was having a was was having a little tirade about how superheroes are changing. He's like, Superman's a uh, um, it, Superman's a a Jonathan Superman's a um. Uh, uh, citizen of the world, not America now. And uh, how is that, how is that Wonder Woman, Superwoman doing? And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, where have you been for the past seventy five years? Oh this is not how life works, Dad. You know, yeah. as cliched as it would have been, the origin and just contest for these bracelets would have been a decent movie on its own. Yeah, it would yeah, have been. Um, but no, we have to link it to Batman v Superman. Well, I think I was thankful that they didn't do a whole lot of setup for the other movies in this film. Well, I mean, no, there it was a connection be... to the Batman versus Superman in terms of the framing, but yeah. otherwise, no real yeah. setup. To well, I wasn't DC thinking movies. setup entirely. And I was more thinking. Um, almost a Hunger Games style contest to see who actually gets the bracelets. That could have been cool. Yeah, actually, don't they fight over it in the comics? The yeah, that's what, that's what I said with the big contest. It's a big yes. thing, apparently. Yeah, so, um, so pre-crisis, um, it was a big contest that Hippolyta would have put on to fix, to find the strongest Amazon, and, uh, Wonder Woman entered, um, even though she wasn't supposed to, using a mask, and then she won the bracelet. If you could change your feet, would you? Yeah, and then then post crisis, um, the, um, the, uh, the gods had entrusted a t- uh, had entrusted a task to the Amazons, and the fight was to determine who was going to be the champion of the Amazons in the world of men. And Diana won, so good for her! Yay! <laughs> and I and New Fifty Two, it's going off of just she won them in the contest to be the champion in the world of men. Um, in pre-crisis continuity, it was that if a if a man set foot on the island, she, they would have to leave. So that's why Diana's in the world of men because she saved Steve Trevor and dragged him onto the island. So therefore, she'd have to be exiled. But in post-crisis, she's actually going out on her own free will. So that's nice. So speaking of Steve Trevor, let's uh get to the to when his plane crashes. So Steve, so uh, so 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 uh, there's trouble in paradise. Ho ho ho! When a uh, um. When, when a plane bearing the Iron Cross lands in the ocean, and this is a dude, and it's obviously Steve Trevor, because, I don't Who know. Who else would it be? Who else would it be? A pilot right. landing in a paradise island is Steve Trevor. Yeah. So, so he's trying to get his stuff off, but he can't. He's sinking down. And then there's some really, really bad special effects, and then Wonder Woman's there. He's and- got Rogue's disease. Seatbelts are his kryptonite. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> And then, uh, then, then uh, Diana saves him, brings him up to the island. She's like, "Oh, you're a man. You have a penis." <laughs> yeah, and there's some really, really awkward, dumb jokes, and they fall really flat. And I'm kind of, and I was kind of sad because I'm like, "Oh, Steve, Steve's the wisecracker. He's, he's, he, he, he kinda, yeah, he's, he was more, he was kind of nervous in this film. I, lo- I honestly, I, was I like, love Steve later, 
Because, like, he's a, he's a nervous wisecracker that's not really sure of his... That's really, really cocky and confident, but at the same time, everything could go wrong at any second, so he's completely unsure, which is how Steve should be. Right. I love that. But at the beginning of the movie, his jokes fall flat. He has had some obligatory uh, sex innuendo. Oh, God, yeah. The sexual innuendo made Steve out to be a creep. He made it to be an out to be really... I didn't feel like creep. it was a creep. I think, you know, he's trying to be guarded, I thought. Yeah, but it's like... It, I, you know, he was very uncomfortable. He huh. was like, uh... Titties. Yeah, I don't... I'm, Neat. You know, I'm not comfortable seeing you, you know, this... Uh, but then it went to sex, and I'm like, why Why are you talking about this? Just, you just, guys just are go to bed. bed. I like Wonder Woman's, like, reaction. Yeah, the, the reactions are hilarious. That was fun, but at the same time, you guys are sleeping on the boat together. Doesn't mean your bits are magically gonna be, like, magnetic to each other. Don't Yeah, fu- chill out, dude. Steve, don't fuck her. Don't fuck her, Steve. Don't fuck. Don't, no. don't fuck Diana. Well, did you get the implication that they did fuck later on in the film? Absolutely. <laughs> and honestly, I think they That's kind fine. of That's built fine. it out. It worked. It worked. They built it. Yeah, up. they built it up well enough, and their chemistry is so good. For this being all ages. Hey, there was a lot of weird references. I already know kids are gonna listen to this anyway. Oh yeah, probably. Well, yeah. So <laughs> in that case, titty, titty, fuck, fuck, titty, titty, fuck, fuck, titty, cuck, titty. Cuck. Please don't make that. Please don't make it worse. Fuck. There we go. I'm done. I had to. I had to get it out of my system. Hey kids, figure out what yiffing is. <laughs> oh, anyways, um. can you spot the G spot? Oh God. Oh, so, so, so so because I can. So as it turns out, the for some reason, this are going from PG thirteen to R. For some reason, I think we're already at MA. We're at MA. Yeah. So for some reason, there's Germans in. The Mediterranean Sea, for some reason, and they're and they and they and they go they go into the barrier to chase Steve, and you don't know why, but there's actually a good reason why, and I I like it. And then for some reason their boats sink. I have no idea why that happened. They, they, Wait, that's no, right. Because they shot arrows. No, no, that's before the shot arrows. Like the boat was tipping over to the side. It was sinking. Like their boat, was, their boat, their boat. Was Are you sinking. sure that's not the preview we saw beforehand? For... No, that was no, that wasn't the preview beforehand. No, no to that, me, I they got hit the, the impression reef. that they shot the arrows, and that's why they were. Thinking. No, like at um, so the larger when they were coming, ship. yeah, no, the larger yeah. ship when they were coming, oh. yeah, when they were coming onto the island, um, that um, yeah, but we saw this is kind of what we meant when we said right? so half the editing in this movie is good. Oh. Yeah, this is kind of what Steve, we meant when, when we Steve said cra- half the editing in this movie is good and half of it's kind of garbled because yeah. they Steve, have a boat when Steve crashed. and then they don't have a boat and then a lot of people die. When Wonder Woman dived down, there were like things under the water. Yeah, but when Steve was there, there wasn't like like when she when she dived off the cliff. Well, yes, guess, there are reefs, but that was, I was next confused to, that was when the island. boat was sinking. Yeah, the boat, um, like the big, um, the big German battleship started sinking of its own accord for some reason. I, at first, I was like, is that just a it's just off to the side for some reason, but no, like in the next shot before the Amazons fire their um, fire their weapons, it's submerged. It's submerged. I have no idea why. And it's the German- a side effect of coming through the mist. If it actually, well, if that would have actually been a thing. Then the boat, then the um, then the then the paddling people would have uh, their boats would have sunk too. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, maybe. Okay, I'm not defending this. I'm just saying maybe they were going for um, like a Hogwarts sort of thing where. Electric technology just ceases to function, malfunction. Why would the guns and the watch work? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm just, I'm thinking. You don't need electricity to use the guns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they actually showed that the compasses didn't work on the island. That's true. Yeah, they did show the compasses didn't work on the island, but then they contradicted that by having pretty much every single other piece of technology work, so. God only knows. Guns, guns are simple. Which, yeah. Guns are simple and mechanical. Guns are simple and mechanical, but the, um, the, 
on, but the uh, but the watch was working. His communications were. Was the watch working? They never it work? showed it yeah, working. Showed it yeah, he, no, no, no. He he said he mentioned specifically that it was keeping good time. Yeah, actually, watches are very. They don't run electricity, but they are complex pieces of machinery. And right. boats don't don't boats don't run on electricity. The boat That's wouldn't true. sink if it didn't have electricity. It would just be dead in the water. No, no, I think they just had a really shitty boat. You have yeah. to get <laughs> yeah. The Germans just skimped out on that boat. You <laughs> have to get the deluxe magic field to fuck with watches and like guns. Yeah, they never explained how the barrier really worked. And I thought that it was just I I thought the, the way the movie was framing it was just that it kept it away from the eyes of man, and there was a bunch of fog beforehand that, that hid it from there, it made it unplottable, whatever the heck. And there was actually kind of a neat shot with uh, one of the uh, rowboats coming through. <laughs> the dude sticks his hand through, he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because it's, it's dark and stormy, but then he, his hand goes through the barrier, his face goes through the barrier, and yeah. it's this paradise. That was a cool scene, but I also just like to imagine that everybody else on the boat is like, Franz? Did you get into the mushrooms again? <laughs> yeah! I was like, what, what the hell he was doing? He's just like, no, 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 no. Oh. No, no, dudes, touch this air. <laughs> oh, Guys, you, you gotta try this air, dude. Um, but so, so, the, so the Germans f- find their way onto the island, and the Amazons are like, holy shit, kill it, kill it. <laughs> and then they start killing it. And then, um... The Germans start killing it right back. Yeah, the Germans start killing it right back. There's a big fight scene on the beach, and for some reason, Diana, who is the strongest warrior on the island, been trained five times harder than any Amazon for thousands of years, is just kind of like, ooh, 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 and just stumbling around like an idiot. Let's and, hide behind uh, the rock. She does eventually get in on the fight, and, that and she does pretty well and she gets And she gets somebody killed. By you know, but twice. the thing that... The movie was saying as Diana is kind of naive, and yeah. like, she hasn't really been in a true. She's never fight like tasted that. actual combat right? before, and that could work. That could work, but this is when she thinks that there's a clear distinction between good guys and bad guys. That's completely true. believes in Steve Trevor, and we've seen, but and they actually established beforehand that she had, um, that, that she had, that she'd actually trained enough so that distractions weren't a thing for her. Like shit, like shit, like like. Yes, the um, she knows the enemy's not going to fight fair, but she had learned that lesson. Well, did she really? Because like yeah. she got caught off guard by uh, like her aunt, like when during that fight. Yeah, that's when and she. Then, like, but but that was that one time. You that's know? A, that's a we po- didn't really know if she really learned that lesson. Like she didn't like she didn't like she didn't like try that again, and mm-hmm. she like. Def- deflected that, like her aunt just kept fighting her, and then she did the whole like force field thing, and then cut from there. Like she yeah. didn't have any follow up on that. It's possible that um, she had other things going on at that particular point in time. Holy shit! My bracelets can fart out bubbles of death. Yeah, and also it's also a whole different thing when you're like a chaotic war is going on, mm-hmm. and like you have multiple enemies all around you. Yeah, like. I- I, I can I, I could buy that Deanna being unexperienced in like a war warfare like that combat like that mm-hmm. with multiple enemies surrounding you that she would let her guard down. Yeah, and I agree I'm with you, but I think they could have set it up better, showed it from yeah. her perspective, maybe um, played around with uh, ringing in the ears or uh, disorienting distant noises like like they did in the end of the movie. Yeah. Hey, look at that. I was. I thought that. Um. I. I was just kind of. Uh, I was. I was just kind of confused because I really didn't set up. It was a thing that, like she was distracted, confused, or think that the enemy was not fighting fair. Because yes, she 
had been fighting multiple enemies at once at that time. She had seen how everybody else had been doing it. And I thought that they were going to do a Chekhov's gun-like situation where there would be a situation in which the enemy wouldn't fight fair. Like, they would, like, an, like somebody would sneak up directly behind her or, um, or somebody would try to fight her legitimately two on one or somebody would ask for one on one and then, yeah, something like that. I hmm. thought it would be a Chekhov's gun situation, but it really wasn't. Just sort of, no, you're kind of an aggressive asshole, actually. Yeah, just kind of more of somebody shoots at her. And then she just kind of stumbles around for a little bit after fighting for a little bit. And she's like, oh, what's yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. What's and, that somebody, shit? and somebody shoots at her, and I'm what? like, that's she's not really. never seen guns or battleships. None of them have, but they before. seem to cope. Yeah, but they're she's also naive. adults and more experienced mm. warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, they can recognize, okay, these are enemy- enemies. We got to take them out. Like, we can't. We got to focus here. Like, yeah. Diana's, like, again, naive. She's, like, seeing new things for the first time, and she doesn't really know what she's seeing. She doesn't process it immediately, but she's got to fight, and she's got to stay concentrated. Yeah, that's uh, that, that works. I com- I completely agree. That's what um, that's probably what's going on. I just think that they could have, that the directing could have set it up a lot better. The mm-hmm. writing could have made it a lot better to imply that. Because that, because like that's what's ha- that's that's what you're that's what happening based on context clues. But the scene itself, if you watch it on your own, it really doesn't set that kind of mentality up, and it just kind of looks like an idiot stumbling around the battlefield. If anything, though, speaking of the scene itself, apart from her contributions or lack thereof. I kind of like this fight scene. Oh, I love that fight scene. It was a little overdone and ballet-esque at times, but overall it was fun. It showed off how badass the Themyscirans were and how they could legitimately use fucking swords and arrows to outdo guns. And they had casualties, though. Oh, absolutely, but... What I loved was how they framed the fight from the the beginning. Like, they they fired the arrows. They think it's going to be slightly an easier win because it's man. Man's stupid. Let's kill them. And then the the man shoots the guns, and a lot of them die, and they're like, we gotta change tactics. And they change tactics, and it works. And it's really, really cool. It's well done. There's not a lot of slow mo use. There's a lot of bouncing and uh, but, like the, the ballet kind of thing makes sense because they're they're trying to make a moving target for every single one of their enemies. They're bouncing everywhere. They're shooting every um. They're shooting arrows um. Like because they're using rifles, so they have to be stationary. They're getting up in their enemies' faces so they can um so they can knock them out. I guess ballet would have been uh. Cirque du Soleil would yeah, have been... Yeah, sand cover. That was Yeah, great. they work together. It's cool. But I guess Cirque du Soleil would have been a better um, choice of words yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. specifically talking about the bit where they arrow into the rock and rappel down the cliff in a single jump as if that wouldn't really? tear them in half. I mean, yeah, that yeah. looked a little silly. Were they members of the Survey Corps? Are they Survey Corps members? Yeah. Like, were, have they been training to fight Titans? <laughs> no, it starts off with the music and then all of a sudden it stops once the first freaking Amazon is hanging. To be fair, it has about as high a body count as Attack on Titan, and given how much they've introduced the individual Themenskirans, I care about as much! <laughs> so, after that fight scene, um, it's time for... It's time to get have Steve get introduced to all the Themenskirans in a slightly pointless scene that really doesn't do anything for the movie because it doesn't develop Themyscira society as a whole, even though we see a lot of really, really cool locations, like a meeting hall, and... 
it doesn't provide um, it, 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 um, insight on how their justice system works because they don't really use anything. There's some awkward right. sexual bits. Well, at least it wasn't as bad as most, like, a man comes to an island full of women. Kind of yeah, place. at least... And the women are like, oh, what is man? What oh, is penis? It's not like, like, it's no, not like the Amazon lily arc of One Piece, <laughs> where the entire arc is predicated on, ooh... This penises look like mushrooms. What's this? So, Sid, was it oh, above average? It seems to be growing. <laughs> no. Yeah, here's just like, kind of like, yeah, we know what man is. At the just same stop. time, <laughs> go away. when it gets uncomfortable, the only way to make it more uncomfortable is they played it something like, Hey there, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. <laughs> like, wonder, like uh, Diana knows what sex is, or everyone like, knows what sex is. Or like, so, fucking, at the same time, not only is it uncomfortable, it's like half-hearted. She whacks in on him, bathing, and then he stands up, he's like, oh, uh, penis, uh... I mean, I didn't penis? feel as uncomfortable. You, I felt you it was like awkward, penis? Yeah. And I you, thought the scene was close. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like not only is it awkward, it's half-hearted in its awkwardness because he just stops covering himself up halfway through. He's like, "You, you like penis?" Oh, no, he put his puts his like. No, a no. Before on. that, there's a good solid five minutes where he's just standing there naked. He has like a hand over yeah. his dick. No, and then he takes his hands away because he's like to have a conversation with that's her. After he puts the robes on. Yeah, he the, yeah, yeah. He had his clock. hand on his dick the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Until he got the clock. I mean, I don't disagree, because that's... But, fuck it, uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, yeah. And she easily is like, oh... It's so possible I was snorting glue, because I was kind of I didn't mind the scenes that much, just because of how Wonder Woman herself reacted. To yeah, that's like, true. Her reactions really were great, care. and yeah, overall... I, I thought it was a great change from, like, oh, what is the dick? Oh, what is the sex? Here it's just kind of, like, actually legitimate questions on how man's world works, etc., etc. That was... Those interactions were kind of cool, and he's like, and he, and he thought, and I, I like how they kind of play with the cliche by having Steve ask the normal, uh, so, do you know what the sex is? Have you ever seen this kind of thing before? And then she's kind of like, oh, I know exactly what that is, I've read into, I've, I've... I've read 12 books! Like, I, um, I can't remember what the book, like, it's an actual thing, it's related to the Kama Sutra. Mm. But, my, yeah. my. Oh, well, my. Well, yeah, how else would you fucking it's learn? It's kind of like a feminist comic suture because the conclusion is, you know, men, men are important for sex, but uh, they're not important great for Important for procreation, yeah. but not for pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, if you'd played that line up a little more, it could have been stupid. It was it was actually kind of funny. the way Femiscare and dildos, discuss. <laughs> they probably... Double or triple-sided? What about quadruple-sided? What? I don't know. No, no, no. no, no. It's no. like a fidget spinner. No, <laughs> yeah. no. It's like a giant fucking hoppity hop, and it's just covered head to toe, and they all just, it's like bats. No, no, it's like fucking possums. They latch onto whatever they can get. And I'm gonna stop now, because I'm grossing oh, myself you know out. so much about this. <laughs> I don't. I'm making shit up. <laughs> Have you not met me? I make shit up as I go along. Ethan's into some kinky shit. <laughs> that I won't deny, but you like won't you get to. Our <laughs> you slap each other on the ass all the time. Oh, it's you know it. So it's okay. I'm pretty much uh-huh. the only one here who's like bi, and these and these two slap each other on the ass all the time. It's they really gay things to we each slap other. Your ass I'm, too. Yes, they do, and it's really weird. <laughs> Please get me out of here. I don't oh. know what's going on. I wish they'd just fuck already. Bring that booty over here. <laughs> what are we gonna stage an orgy right here, right now? No, I just want to slap his ass. No, please. Look, look, honey, my ass ain't for you. What are we doing? 
I, I thought we were talking about Wonder Woman. No, we're so talking they talk about, about sex. sex. No, so they talk... Is this podcast about dildos now? Yes, yes. Wait, it is. no, we skipped the part where Bad she... Dragon, order your dildos. Can I get a dragon if dildo, if please? If so we're talking about the gay experience, we should all be reading My Brothers as a Husband, which Please uh, focus on what you were starting. So, spoil sport. The whole fun of podcasts is to go off on tangents that no one gives a shit about. That's why people watch last podcast on the left. <laughs> it's really popular. I yeah, but you're really never gonna finish at this some, rate, dude. It takes us hours to do this shit. If we really wanted to talk about some gay stuff, we should be reading some yaoi manga. Oh yeah. All right. Or some bara. Oh boy. I like bara titties. I don't like bara. That's that's not my thing, honestly. Really? Yeah. That like explains a lot. Oh yeah. No. Show those titties, Ethan. <clears throat> Robobot Jonathan. Mm. Yeah. A giant oh man God. is exposing his chest to they're me. They're going to rebrand re- <laughs> our iTunes account as explicit. Gay porn 6969. Fuck me, mass Gay porn. <gasps> oh, my God. Is that your Twitter handle now? <laughs> I, no, that's probably... No, the sad thing is it's probably taken. It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. You should at least try to sign up with that. Gay porn sixty nine sixty nine. Fuck me in the ass. Gay porn Z. There we go. <laughs> Add a little X at, at X uppercase. X. No, no X O X O X O. No, so you got to do the Call of Duty thing, like the X X X X. God. Or you can just go with Damn. fuck me, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I can do that too. Want you to fuck me, Jerry? <laughs> anyway, uh, quick tip before we move on. I liked um. Again, I am not a huge history buff, but I liked how the planes were basically cardboard boxes with engines attached, like the bombs were in a little little slot next to the passenger. The machine gun was, like, hand-operated. It wasn't fancy in any way. I, I like that stuff, and I don't know how accurate it is to the time period. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of which, where's Enemy Ace? I fucking love Enemy Ace. The, if, any, if you don't know who Enemy Ace is, Enemy Ace is this DC Comics character that's can, that, that is con, that is confirmed canon for pretty much every single canon. Uh, World War One fighting uh, fighting ace for the German side. A very risky move at the time, as like uh, as as portraying is this would be portraying the other side in an American comic. Enemy Ace is a, um, Enemy Ace is a man who lives on the edge, lives for war, and. Lives with fights with honor. These just a wonderful, wonderful comic. Uh, shows some of the some of the darker sides of World War One before people actually started talking about that kind of thing. <laughs> I wanted some enemy ace. So I have a question about Doctor Poison. Yeah, about like her. I history. know nothing Face about Doctor Poison. Really? Yeah, I well, have. Because I have never heard of that character. Yet. To the Googles. I was wondering. If- yeah, I, I'm... Does she have the faceplate in the comics? Oh, uh, well, no, not really. Uh, also, that's a she? Yeah. It looks like a guy. Maybe. Well, I no, I mean, I can kind of see the outline of titties, but that's a terrible way to put it. She looks well, yeah, that's, that Princess vaguely Maru. feminine. No, yeah, but... she's feminine. That's Princess Maru. But that face, that is... Dr. Poison first appeared as, a, as chief of the Poison Division for a Nazi spy band who had planned to contaminate the United States Army water with Reverso, a drug that compels whoever takes it to do the exact opposite of what they are told. She, disgu- she disguised her gender by wearing a bulky hooded costume and a mask. Dr. Poison's underlings captured Steve Trevor and brought him to their base in America where he's questioned by Dr. Poison. Yeah! Okay. okay. After the effects of- So vaguely. So I guess the reason I've never heard of her before is because her only appearance in other media before this was a cameo in a Batman the Brave and the Bold episode. Oh, the Joker episode! 
Yeah, she, apparently she was a bartender at a tavern, the Joker visits. No, I have to rewatch that episode. That was a yeah, great episode. Yeah, a lot, well, there was a lot of cameos in that episode of a lot of D-list supervillains. Yeah. Also, in New 52, she's Russian, and in DC Rebirth, she's Japanese. So I have another question about Wonder Woman's participation in war. Yeah. So obviously Wonder Woman was in, created in 1941, right? Yes. So, has, like, in comics, has she been depicted before fighting in World War One? Never. Pro- so this is like... This, for the first time. This is the very first time she's ever been depicted in World War One, like before yeah. World War Two, like um, like like even in even in a comics canon, a Wonder Woman has never fought in World War One. Hippolyta only became an active, only was active during World War Two. Right, because I know like from other media that she has participated in World War Two before, mm-hmm. like uh, even Justice League, like that was a thing, like she made some good friends when all the Justice League went back to fight in, like, World War Two and Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so I knew that, but I was, like, interested because I'd never heard of, like, a, a Wonder Woman fighting World War One before. Yeah, that's what intrigued me about the movie, and that's why I thought it was going to be good, because I thought, because that's a very, very bold, risky move to take, because nobody, one, nobody cares about World War One and <laughs> two, you're playing with the audience's expectations hardcore, because... Most of what people know about Wonder Woman is the which is very, very explicitly set during World War II. Uh, I was disappointed that you didn't use that theme, but more importantly, do you think that the one of the reasons they said it in World War One was to distinguish it from, say, Captain America, which the first Captain America film in the MCU is set in World War II. Oh, definitely, especially because the um, especially because the uh, the supporting cast is very very reminiscent of us uh, uh, Sergeant Fury's Howling Commandos. Yeah, like they, um, they, like the whole the whole group dynamic is that that's how that works. And between like so, Wonder Woman be taking the place of Captain America it, um, whenever he's depicted with them. It's so which she even has the round shield and the glorious chesticles. Hey oh Have you ever seen Earth's Mightiest Heroes? They're in the first Captain America episode. They don't say anything, so if it's just a kind of a blink and you'll miss it thing. And well, Marvel hates them, by the way. So don't expect them to see any in them in anything because they're related to White Nick Fury, not Black One. Because uh. there, because there's two now. White Nick Fury's the Watcher, by the way. Also, like Big Head. Yes, yeah, like Big Head Watcher. White Nick Fury's the Watcher. I don't know if that Wait, changed. What? Yeah, White Nick Fury's the Watcher now. Okay. Huh. Yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 because he has so many fans, they couldn't exactly erase him from continuity, so they have Ultimate Nick Fury being uh, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. They did horrible things to the Howling Commandos, and now White Nick Fury's the head of... Which, if you ever Watcher. need proof that the Marvel Universe is kind of stupid, they have these guys called themselves the Watchers. They're literally just big head guys that watch things. Yeah, they're kind of like the Monitors in DC, except the Monitors actually kind of contribute. This is why I go read American comics. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one time Uatu helped save Christmas. Yay! Monitors didn't do Jack and Countdown. Yeah, well, you see, Countdown was stupid, and it introduced <laughs> multiple ones, and in the ones, that they, and in an event that was actually written by a good writer, they did shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be Final Crisis. Who monitors the monitors? Doctor Manhattan. I'll, I'll yeah. take my I'll I'll take my cyanide. Yeah. Doctor Manhattan's the answer to everything. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Manhattan does. DC he, he monitors them. Yeah, but shut up. Also, Multiversity has the monitors. Well, mo- one of them. 
and then it's a commentary on a why co- on a on on everything bad in comics and comic <sighs> movies, mm-hmm. kind of like a you know corporate stagnation, too much violence, uh, listening to idiots. Mm. So, so how did we get on a DC tangent? Because this is a DC movie, and yeah. you're listening to idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all of you should read Multiversity because I want one of those universes to become a thing, especially Earth Shazam, because because Captain Marvel doesn't have any comics ever. I think his last ongoing, theoretically, was a, that was a Justice League miniseries. I think his most notable contribution recently was being killed off in the beginning of Injustice. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, by the I way. I know, I know. <laughs> He's got a talking tiger. He appeals to children. Come on. Why did they keep him alive? I love him. I love him so much. Anyways. Hashtag bring back Shazam. Hashtag justice for Shazam. Also, also, even though he's going to appear in the new movies, if the gods are all dead, then where does, like, half of Shazam come from? So make up some... Where does the speed of Hermes come from? The wisdom of Athena! Shazam actually Also, if the Titans don't exist, because obviously they don't in the, in this universe, then where is, where is the, where's Atlas? He's not in here. Okay. It's all gonna be be because of Zeus's god demon semen, or something like that. I feel really, really bad for the wizard for having to talk to Zeus at all. Yeah. Just, it just like he just sits in the rock of eternity, has to call Zeus once in a while to make sure that his powers are working and make sure that that that, that the world is working correctly. No, and it's just, cool. They made Zod into Doomsday. They'll figure something out. Yeah. And by it's cool, I mean I'm dreading it in my bomb shelter with a helmet and rifles they were I using mean, in the movie. Joker I, was already Lex Luthor Jr. You can't, you can't get any. Lex Luthor is not only the Joker, but he's also Amanda Waller, Project Cadmus. And Doomsday! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I, I hate my life. No, that actually gives me the idea that somewhere in the uh, DC Cinematic Universe, there's this crazy dude in his basement with, like, a picture of sexy long hair Luther, and then he's just got, like, this spider web of, like, I swear, it's all connected! I just need the evidence! Leave me alone, Bob! I don't have the rent this month! It's the question! That could actually be a great way to introduce the question! It's all related to Eplets! All related to Eplets! Eplets, you know, the the trooper puts a sinister. Oh, okay. And just as like unlimited, the question is turned from like a. I thought you were talking about Aglets, which the end of shoelaces. No. Oh, yeah, Aglets! I I said it wrong! It's Aglets! Eplets are. A different thing. Like, Kill me, daddy. Kill me, daddy. I got my quote wrong. I got my quote wrong. right now. Anyways, we should probably go to... We haven't even gotten past the 15-minute mark, so let's go to the movie. Okay, Wonder Woman and, Thiever, and Steve are on a boat. Wonder Woman stolen all the stuff from Themyscira. She climbed a wall. That was kind of cool. Stole a sword, and then they were like, hey, boat. Yeah, now, Honestly, like, isn't that, that like a terrible idea, though? Because then they're essentially leaving the island with, like, no protection. Yeah, but- not her Amazons are Yeah, safe. but she took the shield and she took the whip and the sword. They yeah. have their own shields and swords. This sword was even special. Actually, yeah. all I will say, it was the, kind the of The last one, the truth, to... is kind of a dick move, but other yeah. things... Yeah, yeah fuck that. I mean, from her perspective, though, if the sword's supposed to be all-powerful... No, the sword's not all-powerful. Yeah. The only thing it can do is just kill gods. Like, I know yeah. Deanna thought it was. It's yeah, that's not... what I mean. But... It's like, not all powerful. It can just kill gods. Yeah. No, no, that's the only. No, that's, that's the only thing that's special about it. Like she, like, like she was just using it. 
So it would uh, it would be useless on, say, puppies. Pretty much, yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, you, you saw her ex- using it in the movie. Like, the only thing that's really... Like, it works like a normal sword, unless it, you're using Good it to kill. for killing Nazis. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. I guess so. I mean, if you stabbed a puppy with it... Nazis it like are gods! Well, they aren't Nazis. They're just German soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but Raise I'm a stupid American. I have Kaiser to... Wilhelm II All is Germans Satan! Are Nazis. I have to Kaiser Wilhelm this. II is Satan! Otto von Bismarck is our lord and savior. I'm actually surprised that they didn't make them Nazis. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, this historically was, inaccurate. Yeah. No, but, like, it would have been a short leap to make to, like, you know, streamline it for the masses. Because everybody well, hates Nazis. Well, then in World War II. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but... Captain America. And then it would just be Captain America comparison. I'm pretty sure Captain they just America. didn't want No, I'm not saying it's not stupid. I'm just saying, tell me they wouldn't make that kind of leap to, like, streamline it for the masses. Yeah, but then that, that would just be dumb writing. It, that's what it... And I'm not saying it's not dumb writing. It was World War II, but they said World War One, and there are no Nazis in World War One. It's the idea of a Nazi hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, because National Socialism wasn't a major force, wasn't a major driving force. The communists were a bigger driving force. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, wait, did Karl Marx write the... Yeah, 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 Karl Marx had written the Communist Manifesto by then. History, woo. I am not good at World War I history because I like World War II history, but but World War I history is extremely interesting because everybody sucks. (laughs) (laughs) World War I was started for the dumbest reason. Hey-o, Austria sucks. Blank check, bitches. Why, if you hit that little fellow, I'll... Well, if if you've ever seen political cartoons of the decade... Uh, my favorite one is everyone is uh, just a uh, is this just a bunch of people with like the, um, names of countries on them. Why, if you hit that little fellow, I'll. Well, if you'll hit that little fellow, I'll. Well, if you. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on and on. Uh, until you Roman now. Yeah, yeah. So they're so they're on a boat. So they almost window. pork on a boat. Yeah, they almost pork on a boat or something, and it's and the dialogue started to become snappy, but it's a little bit creepy, and Steve's like kind of creepy, but. It's it's all, but I'm starting to warm up to the characters. It's a it's a good time. Then they're in London magically because the Mediterranean they Sea got from Italy to London in one night on um, a sailboat. I don't boat. know if it was necessarily one night. You know, we if it wasn't one night, the passage. Of time. If it wasn't one night, show it. It's a visual medium. Uh, I'm saying you could be right, but at the same time, they did a very bad job of showing it, if that's the case. Like, no, he even has the little lines like, we made good time. Good time! That's fucking Santa Claus time! Um, I guess they could have like a subtitle said like three days later or something. Yeah, again, I didn't get the idea that it was just one night. I did. I can see, yeah, I can see how... Well, no, because she goes to sleep, and then they jump cut to her awake, like it's the same night. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't get that idea, but I can but see how that idea is pretty imply. stupid. At least we can agree on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a fun time. But yeah, then then when then when they finally reach London, things really really start to become kind of darn cool. Uh, Diana's f- uh, trying to find her way in man's world, which is very very different and ugly as she so bluntly puts it. Steve's dialogue is very, very snappy. We're introduced to Steve's secretary, who's uh, pretty darn cool and interesting. Jeez, love! (laughs) And she's a character from the comics as well. Yeah, she's a character from the comics as well. And they got her appearance spot on. From the little that I've learned from John, she... She looks great. The character is although she's well like actually a legitimate member of the military. Also, nice little pot shot at the fact that a Wonder Woman was the secretary of the JSA. 
Oh. Wow. That happened. Yeah, yeah, so we've come a long way. We, like, honestly, like, in continuity, it's very, very, it's handled very, very well, and it's very well done, and everybody respect and everybody respects her even above Green Lantern. But because we can't have strong women, we can't have strong women like in um in our giant company wide crossover thing. She's she's relegated to the role of secretary, but really it's honestly just because she has her own book and therefore she has her own life. Technically, so. And, as okay. usual, because execs are retarded. Yeah, execs are retarded. This is the reason why Susan from Doctor Who didn't have magical, t- um, didn't have, didn't have uh, psych- psychic powers. Yes, but I'm putting the lid on that can of worms because that is a fucking Pandora's box that we can get into another time. He okay. talked for hours with Linkara about Doctor Who. These two are... F- Charlie Pollard, best companion, eighth doctor, best doctor, listen to Big Finish. I would be willing to podcast with you about Doctor Who. Not now, not now. Yeah. Right. Like I said. They they, they, they make make the jokes, I'm going to make the jokes. Or, so, and and things things are pretty, honestly, kind of cool. We start seeing how things are, Diana starts seeing how uh, the war is actually being handled. At this point, she just thinks that's like a simple matter of going to the front lines and killing ha- uh, Ares and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Bad guys. But now, <laughs> but now she's introduced to bureaucracy! Slight, slight trip before that. Um, actually, uh, doesn't have to do with much, just a fun little anecdote. There's a fun scene where they go into a clothing store, she tries on different outfits, as when she picks the final one, me and John turned to each other. This wasn't rehearsed in any way, and we actually did like the rom com, like thumbs up thing at the screen <laughs> in tandem. It looks really cool. She, yeah. she looks great. What can I, I say? I, um, it reminded me a little bit of a Carbon San Diego or uh, just some other noir. Where in the yeah. world is Wonder Woman? <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I didn't want the guy to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me of noir, and I love noir. It was the kind of image that I get when I think of Trixie Dixon, girl detective from uh, uh, Blackjack Justice. And nobody knows what that is because you all suck and don't listen to Dakota Ring Theater. Plugging for other podcasts. It's Canadian. <laughs> Those dang Canadians. Actually, uh, fuck it. If we're on a plug, Red Panda. Red Panda by the same people as Blackjack Justice. My God, I love them. Kit Baxter. Canadian Batman with... None of the edge, and all of the smartness. Well, actually, if you're more rehearsed in pulps, it's just kind of a combination between the Shadow and the Green Hornets. But, for all of you plebs out there, Batman. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to include people, honey. Uh, Canadian why, Batman. Why don't you listen to my old 1940s radio dramas? Even though there's a... Is the Batman of all nations still a thing? It was. And, and then they died horribly? Uh, New 52 <laughs> happened, and now uh, they're just kind of, like, not a thing. Oh, okay. There was a Canadian Eight, Batman, two, right? No. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. So, yeah, there needs to be a Canadian Batman. Red Panda fills that role nicely. He's a good guy. Check him out. There's a there's a Batman for uh, Pine Ridge. You know, that Indi- that uh, Native American reservation that's pretty close. Huh. Yeah. Native uh, American Batman. Why Fuck you. Why would you just use Apache Chief? Yeah, Man of Bats. Oh, and, um, fuck you, DC, we, we, get we, on have, we have, we have a lot, no, there's Apache Chief, um, the engine, and, um, Man of Bats, and it's also kind of cool that Grant Morrison called attention to this, because as of right now, Pine Ridge is currently the poorest place in a first world country by a long, long shot. It's a bad place! 
I want Wonder Woman to go there. <laughs> Seriously, I want her to do some diplomacy shit there. That's the plot of Wonder Woman 2, people. That's the plot of Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman 2 is telling the United Nations, get on this shit. Get on this shit. You have this place literally in America, and it's not doing anything. And Jesus, everybody's dying. It sucks. My church does stuff there. It's pretty cool. My mom, my mom, uh, was, my mom taught there for a while. Pretty, pretty nice stuff. Anyways, uh, so they're there in London, and uh, one woman's like looking around, and she's like, and um, uh, trying to fit into man's world, being a meek, demure woman, and it's done very well. Like other movies, would be kind of like, oh man, oh those dang women weren't allowed to do anything back in the day. But she, but it's more of a fish out of water thing. Here, well, it's just kind of well. A, it's done well, not forced, and mm-hmm. B, it's. I mean, I don't want to demean the character in any way, but it's almost adorable because it's mostly portrayed by her just carrying around her sword and yeah. shield <laughs> in public company among fucking civilians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Also, again, her naivety has leads to a lot of good laughs. Yeah, right. and it's very, very in character for her. It's a, my favorite little bit was when she sees a baby, and she's like, A baby! And she's like, so running over <laughs> Like, it's the very first cheeks. time she's ever seen a small child, and that's just adorable. It's just like, come on, come on. <laughs> but then, like, the shot pans out, and you see this, this fucking gross street urchin with her baby, and yeah. it's like, no, honey, no. I mean, good good on you, but no. The miracle of life is not a thing that she's ever experienced, and it's amazing. The, yeah. the miracle of life. Disgusting. Ha! Doesn't I love overpopulation? <laughs> uh, but it's it's very very nice. Oh, I also love um, all the uh, all the bureaucratic interiors and stuff. It's very well lit. It looks a lot it's like very um, old, sterile. It's very sterile. Looks a lot like old photographs of. Um, it looks like a lot of old photographs and paintings of places that people would meet during World War One to discuss military policy. So it's very very well. It doesn't feel like a. DCEU setting. It doesn't feel dark and gritty. It just feels like a sterile military setting. And yeah. the mustaches are outrageous. Oh, God! The mustaches are great. God, I love those. <laughs> yeah. God, that reminds me. We saw Lost City of Z, We Lord and I. Oh, that yeah. Had some good, uh, that had some good British mustaches, too. Oh, yeah. scene <laughs> in the Parliament where they were, like, all yelling at each other and stuff. When the guy was giving his speech and was like, yeah, I, I, that was a good film, too. Yeah. yeah. We've got the podcast about it, but, uh... Yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder Let's Woman. Focus on Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, uh, so the reason why they're going to London is because Steve Trevor captured a diary, well, journal by the uh, a, a, a journal written by the uh, terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Doctor Poison. I was about to say Nazi scientist. Yeah, do, by Doctor Poison. See, it's easy. Yeah, it's so easy to say. So I like. I, I whenever I say terrible, I like saying Nazi afterwards. But yeah, Doctor Poison, who's I was surprised that she's in this movie. I didn't know anything about her, but she just felt like a weird old pulp character, and she fit perfectly into the setting. Yeah, and it was super cool. Uh, her and um, her and some general dude who I can't remember the name of Ludendorff. Ludendorff are um are, are trying to create the poison to end all poison mustard gas on steroids. Yeah, and uh, Steve Trevor go, going undercover um and un, um over German lines managed to grab her notebook. Actually, yeah. another speaking of Ludendorff. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he a, is he a character from comics too? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I was confused about what his deal was because like he it was it kept inhaling this like gas that Doctor Poison gave him. Yeah. It made his and face so, all glowy, but it wasn't mystical apparently. Right. I mean, no, it's it just clearly, a thing to enhance strength that yeah, Doctor Poison was, made. But and that's fine. Like, Doctor Poison said that yeah, it must be something that would give him his strength back. 
Uh, so I was wondering, like, what his deal was. I was, th- I, I was. Was th- it that? Was it that just? Ah uh, yes, old? I remember yeah, the days of youth old. when I could crush oh, a luger with my bare hands. I, I thought it was more of like an ironic thing. Like she's just like here to give you your strength back. Like kind of like just like a big like, Eric Ludendorff. That's this guy's name. Oh, is he a character in the comics? I haven't seen him anywhere. He's uh, on the wiki. He's actually a real person. Oh, oh huh. cool. Well, now we've learned something. Yeah, the more right you know. Ludendorff. Right here. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, in the Imperial German Army. He fought in World War One. He died, uh, before the end of World War One. Wonder Woman, teaching us actual World War One history. And he's from Prussia! God bless that place. Praise mm. Prussia. Otto von Bismarck is our lord and savior! Um, <laughs> so they're trying to make a mustard gas. Oh, no, no, he didn't die in World War One, actually. Oh. Wonder no, Woman lied Zero to out of ten. <laughs> yeah, he died in uh, 1937. Oh. So, yeah, he uh, he might have been off On the cusp of World War Two. Yeah. yeah, so they're trying to make a mustard gas, and just as a little aside note, two things I like. One, um, so they're testing it out on people, and <laughs> when it doesn't work, they... Pr- um, Dr. Poison, she presses a button or pulls a lever or something, and the dude's just gone and dead. That's that's so cartoonishly evil, you could still experiment on the guy, but at the same time, evil Germans, I, I kind of get it. But they do a very, very... Like, Dr. Poison's face, from what I've seen, uh, from what I looked up on Google... Um, in the in the comics, it isn't like scarred, but in this, it's scarred and weird, which gives it this really really nice pulpy feel from the air, like which is what a character would be like from the era. Why is their face scarred? Who cares? It means that they're evil and making evil things. <laughs> My favorite Yay. scene with Ludendorff and Doctor Poison is when they like throw the gas into the chamber with all the German generals. Yeah, and they're just Doctor like, Poison's like the because Ludendorff throws a mask in there with them before they close the doors, and Doctor Poison's like that mask won't be of any help and Lunendorf's like I know and they both start like laughing it's like straight up two college buddies it's like did you throw the mask in yeah but is that gonna help it's so deliciously evil I love that that cartoonishly over the top oh yeah and then she's like looking on her tiptoes into the um, into the um, glass to see how terrible just watch them watching all the higher ups faces (laughs) melt off yeah because the whole point of this thing is that it's not it's uh, it's, uh, supposed to Bypass gas bass. It's a hydrogen based instead of sulfur based, like most like mustard gas. I don't know the scientific basis of that. Since since Doctor Poison's very very pulpy, I'm going to just say it's pulp science. I can buy it. Also, I love the design of her um prosthetic. It's yeah. uh, think Phantom of the Opera, yeah, but the lower half that. of the face and it's like jointed. It's a really cool design. So I like that. But I also like that um Trevor is that the... Steve Trevor? Yeah, yeah. His original orders were just to observe, because they thought that the Germans were on their last legs, they were, you know, running out of steam, and then he discovers that they have a working factory, are working on new weapons, and producing them at alarming rates. He's like, well, shit, I gotta do something. Yeah, but this is uh, outside the jurisdiction of the Kaiser. Right. This is something that nobody knows about, which he only finds out about later, but... He thinks that this is going to be something that's going to change the tide of the war. Um, that the armistice is just no, is nothing more than a sham. Mm-hmm. And but as he finds out later, it's just this one dude, and he's really fucking far along. Mm. Yeah. 
far along enough to kill a small German town for no French town for no reason. Yo, well, Belgian actually. Ah, excuse me. You always gotta kill those small towns for fun. Fuck the Belgians! <laughs> what did they ever do for us? Fuck them and their delicious waffles. Fuck them and their Tintin. Steal their waffles, bomb the place. Simple. Yeah, simple. Well, we don't need them except for Tintin. And waffles. Yeah. Well, Hergie's dead now, so <laughs> fuck the Belgians. Uh, steal all the Tintin comics with the waffles, then bomb them. Fuck the Belgians and don't mind Wonder Woman fucking di- around the Belgians. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh my. Uh, and, and actually, a pretty well executed chase sequence. He steals her notebook. Uh, Trevor steals Dr. Poison's notebook, makes away with it. Blows up the factory, but, of course, because they're bad guys, she has reserves or a spare lab or something, and that was a minor annoyance at best. <laughs> it's really fun! And that's the other thing, the steroid we mentioned. Um, again, if in a more serious movie, I would have felt it was out of place, but here, because of the pulpier angle they went with for her, it's like, oh, uh, by the way, I haven't managed to figure out that poison yet, but here's just something I cooked up in my spare time. Have fun, sweet cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's strumming straight out of a radio drama. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 that, so that's basically what's going on. Steve Trevor's trying to get that knowledge to his superiors. His mm. superiors tell him the Fuck off, because Armistice, League of Nations, that went really well. Fuck France. Mm. F- France France is the reason World War II happened. If anybody says the Germans started it, no, it was French. Fuck the French. They're the reason They're the reason Hitler exists. Next time you see a French person, tell them that. I'm kidding. Don't tell well, them that. Kick Don't them tell them that. Kick them in the balls and tell them baguettes taste awful. You know, they, they let Hitler get away a little... Too much. Yeah, yeah, that was the UK's yeah. fault. It was really a lot of the people. Terrible people things happen when good men do nothing. Yeah, we can't blame the US for this because the US actually kind of for- can because of the non-intervention stuff. Yes, you know, let's not go into World War yeah. II history. You know, yeah, let's not. Let's not. That's it. That's that's after the fact. Even yeah. as much as we could say, should have, could have, would have, none of us were. Actually it's not even relevant there. to this movie because we're talking about World War. It's for World, World War One. No. We're the pre-Nazis. Proto-Nazis. So Steve Trevor's like, holy shit, dude, they're gonna do all this shit. And they're like, and everyone's like, and, uh, and then Diana, uh, Diana, who's really, really fucking cool and showing off, and uh, and accidentally showing off in front of all these cool... After they people. bitch her out of the <laughs> secret meeting place for being a woman, she comes back in and says, hey, you Fuck. people suck. Yeah, and then she deciphers uh, Dr. Poison's notebook for them because she knows ancient Sumerian. Yeah. And then she bitches them out after Steve uh, walks away for being as for being absolute cowards and not taking care of this thing that could possibly cause thousands of civilian casualties. Just, uh, I mean, to be fair, yes, peace is a th- is a thing and yes, peace was probably going to happen, but they just but you could you could have you could have done something about this. They're stubborn old men. They're stubborn old men, and that's the kind of how World War One was—a bunch of generals sitting around and comforting officers. Oh, okay. Yeah, doing that occasionally, going to the front line and saying, "Why are you so dirty? Why are you so dirty after having lived in a trench for over five years?" Oh, hey. That kid, the, hey, get back to work. I, what, what's the, what's that? You shell shock? I don't care. Go shoot the Nazis, the Nazi bad pe- Kaiser people. Well, anyway, Steve Trevor um, was actually just going to go 
And again, when we mentioned their chemistry really worked, a great little moment is um, they're on the stairs. He says, we're going anyway because fuck those guys. And she's like, well, how can I trust you? I'm a spy. I lie. It's what I do. And then he he grabs the whip, wraps it around his hand by choice. He's like, yeah, we're going. That's a cute little character moment. And I wish they'd done just a little more like that. They, 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 I wish they really did. Yeah. I love the relationship between Steve and Diana. It's it's just pretty well. And so then after that, uh, they storm, they storm out, go to a bar. Because yeah. that's what you do. Because you gotta, you gotta get together the A-team! Gotta get the boys. Dun, 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 dun. Cold one with the boys, and now this episode is totally dated because that meme is on its last legs. <laughs> it had legs to begin with? No, it was actually a, it was actually a thing back in January. It never caught on. But now it's a thing. Again! Gross. Gross. Her- All I remember is Adam Gross. Sandler saying Saturdays are for the boys, but fuck memes. Ironic yes, Adam Sandler. talk about memes. Okay. I will. <laughs> I will. Um, Call me meme daddy. Meme senpai. Notice meme. I'm done. Uh, so Steve Trevor gets together the best of the best. And, Creepy and, pervy Indian dude who knows a heck of a lot of languages and it's, is pretty actually kind of a cool character right from the get-go. Yeah. The, and uh, then in another cool scene, there's this... Um, there's a fist fight breaks out. It's like, oh yeah, there's the other guy we're looking for. Well, at least he's a decent fighter. No, the other one. He's got on the yeah. floor. The one getting his ass beat. <laughs> yeah. Drunken sharpshooter man who never takes a shot throughout the entire movie except of alcohol. And somehow <laughs> still manages yeah. to be a compelling character. Yeah, very interesting, cool, compelling I, I, uh, Scottish dude. I don't right. know, I keep getting the accents mixed up because I'm from America, and in America, we think of American things. And like cheeseburgers, and guns, and guns that shoot cheeseburgers. I have a cheeseburger gun, Daddy. Obviously. Yeah. We'll go down to the dollar store and get you one after we're done finishing this podcast. Okay. And uh, so Steve gets together his little A-team. and The then Howling Di- Commandos. The Howling Commandos, basically. And then a, then one of his superior officers comes in with a, one of the guys with a pretty nice Sir mustache. Patrick. Sir Patrick. And he's like, and it seems like, oh, are you going to tell me not to do the thing? And Sir Patrick's like, no. I'm going to tell you to do the thing. Not only will you do this thing, (laughs) this woman is going to help me organize it. Yes, and his secretary Wonder Woman, I mean that a candy, is going to help organize their super cool operation to take down Dr. Poison once and for all. But they just got to get one more guy first. And so they go on an adventure to get the guy. And it's a really cool guy called Chief. Yeah. And he's an Indian man, and he doesn't really use any Indian voodoo powers. Just I'm glad they avoided stereotypes. They really avoided stereotypes outside of the fact that his name is Chief. Yeah. And he doesn't really do much, but I well, love... I could, I could well, see he's... him picking them up, that up as a moniker, not really yeah, having a whole family oh, to go back to. That's pretty much what it is, yeah. it's made, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a, he's a smuggler. And, again, semi-decent saint scene that goes nowhere. Uh, him and Diana at one point sit down and have a conversation. She's like, yeah, I have nowhere left to go. And I was like, why? Because uh, his people are assholes. And boys. Well, I don't know if that scene went nowhere. That's kind of no, establishing that... No, it was a cool scene, and it furthered her character development, but she never brings it up with how her, uh, her boyfriend later. I guess. I mean, that's just, like, a moment where, like, she's learning, like, 
it's complicated. Like, there's no set good guys, bad guys. It's just part of that growth. Mm-hmm. I guess. And, but I beyond that, it, I don't know, it didn't feel like it added anything to... I, th- I thought it was a I fine touch. A no, no, it was a yeah. great scene, and I loved it. I just felt it could have been woven into the narrative a little bit. I felt like it was woven into the narrative enough, because yeah. there was, uh, she didn't really... There was no real point where she mentioned specific atrocities that had been committed. She was mm-hmm. just referring to mankind mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Like, this isn't a history lesson about the British taking the Native American land. Yeah. Or the Americans taking the Native American yeah. land. Or the French taking... Yeah. So ta- everyone took the Native American land. Even the Native Americans took the Native American land. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, fair point, I guess. Um, also, the it, also my, one, of my, one of my nice little nitpicks, because I'm going to nitpick, the set that this entire scene is set in looks really, really fake and stupid compared for to every you single... You said that earlier in this podcast. I know, for I'm just going to say that. camping set, like, even for me, I... Whatever, I didn't think it I've looked amazing. I've been camping, it looked bad. No, no, I've been camping, but I didn't think it looked amazing, I didn't think it looked like trash, but it felt oddly camp- cramped for camping in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it felt, it was pretty obviously uh, kind of staged, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, you could, you could, like, see, okay, yeah, I can kind of get, like, how they set aside this area to film. It didn't, like, really feel like a real place you would. Go to. Yeah, that was, that was my. That you was could my hear point. the guy washing his hands next all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think the set looked that bad. It just looked really cramped to me. I don't know. It just yeah. kind of stood out to me for some yeah. reason. I, 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 the guy Maybe just, it's because every other forest shot is wide and sweeping, and that really stands out. Yeah, yeah. About the actual hell. Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically why. Because this is a. The, uh, well, yeah, yeah, even the four shots where they're standing in a stationary angle is like, it's yeah. very, very wide. I think it's just the fact there was just this big clearing just in the middle of that forest. Yeah, and they had this. It just felt so. And it's still. And a... the fire pit was too perfect. Yes. Yeah. And it's still I don't know a decent why. scene. I just have, I, the fire pit, for some reason, like, really, really stuck out because I'm like, I've never seen a fire pit that perfect. What is this? <laughs> All my it's fire pits are trash. <laughs> I'm bad at making them. <laughs> Teach me your ways, Indian aesthetic man. Yeah. Don't blame others for your inadequacies. What I a set that I did think looked pretty good was the trenches and the battlefield. Yeah, this and the town. Oh, yeah, the could, trenches you could are next. Smell them. Yeah. It was so gross. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah so oh, um. So after they get after they recruit Chief. Uh, the, the the obligatory engine man for their super cool howling commanders diversity trio duo yeah, quadruple what's what's what whatever yeah that's that's the howling commanders do um they uh they 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 plot on for a little bit looking at all the innocents that have been that have been totally ruined by this war met uh women and children crying men with uh men missing limbs etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they're getting closer and closer to the front lines things are getting worse and worse and then they finally reach the trenches the everybody's favorite part of World War 1 especially to those who lived there they're dirty, they're smelly, there's people running around everywhere, nobody's gaining any ground everything is cramped terrifying and shaky it it's dark for a reason, and it's good, and it's, it feels hopeless. Everybody's mentioning how they haven't moved an inch in, like, the past six months. It's good stuff. It's good, good, good World War One things. And then on top of that, as Trevor's like, no, no, we gotta leave these people. I, I, I realize you feel for them, but we, if we want to help these people in a meaningful way, we gotta move on. 
She says, fuck that, steps out of the trenches, and commences my favorite fight in the entire movie. Yeah, this is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh yeah. my god, yes. It, it, it totally sums up Wonder Woman as a character. It's, uh, it, it, it's a, it really, really sums up the hopelessness of World War I mm-hmm. and just it is, it, it is and, it was, and also it makes me happy that because because uh, no, no charge no no trench charges ever worked in World War One that a trench charge actually <laughs> didn't involve literally everybody who tried to jump out of their trench dying horribly because generals sucked. Yeah, too yeah. bad uh, they didn't. There wasn't an actual Wonder Woman to help uh, the Allies out in World War One. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, periodically during World War One, when generals thought that things were being too slow because you wouldn't move an inch in like I don't know a year. Uh, they'd say, okay, everybody, we got them where we want them. Jump over the trenches into no man's uh, lane and storm them, and everybody yeah. would die. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Some incompetent uh A shit show, there. to put it charitably. Yeah. A meat grinder, to put it realistically. Yeah, but in this one, it's not a friggin' meat grinder. Uh, Wonder Woman's costume is bright and colorful, contrasting the... It draws the eye, it's really well shot, she's at the center of every action scene, (laughs) the bullets fly off of her, and it's kind of... it's believable. It's yeah. just fun to watch. Her bullets are bouncing off of, uh, like, she's covering the parts of her body that would have been exposed by, um, like, where, where she can't reach, she covers with her shield. Her, yeah. her shoes are bulletproof. She's reflecting bullets left and right when the, um, what, uh, when, when the people figure out what's happening, they pull out the machine guns. She get uh, she gets a shield. She's pinned down. She's yeah, not making And then Steve and, and Co. come to her help. And yeah. I, what I really like about it is that she doesn't, she isn't able to do this alone. Mm-hmm. She, Everyone pitches in. She inspires everyone yeah. to go and fight. Yeah. And that's what's so cool. That's what a hero should do. That's it's inspired. Mm, it's, yeah. also, it's also the core element of her character. That's why the Amazons exist in the first place. To inspire man to do better things. To inspire fe- fellowship, unity, brotherhood, and all things. It's good. It's so good. It sums up her character. It makes her just more than fight, 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 fighty, fighty woman, which people think that she is, or the diplomat that sits around in a UN office doing whatever. Or buns of steel strong enough to hold a sword. (laughs) Or or Superman's girlfriend, right? Who knows that she's pregnant three seconds after they bang, but another time, another place. what? Dark Knight (laughs) 2. Oh. Dark Knight Strikes Again, baby. Oh. And All-Star Batman and Robin. The one where Batman paints himself gold? That's Aspar, yes. That's Aspar, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also New 52, uh, Super, uh, New 52, Superman and Wonder Woman have a thing. It's pretty alright. But it's also more but it's more realistic for Superman and Batman to be there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we haven't even gotten around to pissing on Active God yet. But again, another time, another place. How would Kyle Rayner's powers be drained? (laughs) He gets his powers from space! Red Tornado is an elemental trapped in a robot! What? Yeah! Yeah, yeah, Red Tornado is an elemental trapped in a robot. Okay, so just the short version is all magical and organic-based superheroes, uh, their powers stop working and all magical-based superheroes disappear altogether. Which is why there's a lot of magical-based superheroes still around. And Kyle Rayner's ring, which is technology, still wor- doesn't work. And he gets really torn up about it because he's a big drunk baboo for some reason. It, wouldn't, it also won't work on Superman because... Those powers are part of his biology. Him and the Martian Manhunter have powers, 
but they are part of it. It'd be like if you suddenly couldn't breathe oxygen, but you're fine. My favorite thing about Act of God is that the Martian Manhunter stays in, like, he stays in his... He's stuck in his stupid human form! Yeah, he's stuck in his human form, which makes absolutely no sense, because if it actually removed his superpowers, then he'd, he'd be a Martian. He'd look like his weird pterodactyl form. Yes, and he would be heavy, and he would be probably telepathying with everybody. And the best part is, the entire point of this whole story was to get Wonder Woman and Superman to bang and have a baby so the baby could have superpowers. I'm gonna go back to my manga now. (laughs) Even though in that continuity, Lois Lane and Superman are totally married. Yay! Oh, Oh, yeah, and they end that... No, no, they end that marriage in a fashion that can only be described as violent. Does he at least get a three-way with Lois and Wonder Woman? No one gets to be happy in this comic. Everyone has to be, like, flicked on the nose and say, how dare you try and save people like some kind of hero, you fucking pretender. Hey, remember, you know, you know, Guy Gardner is a, he's a warrior, and so he can help you. Booster Gold can help you. Hi, man. No, Booster Gold's only in it for the money. Don't you read your comics? Oh, I forgot! Booster Gold totally isn't a deep, interesting character! Booster Gold and Jaime Reyes are totally only in it for the money! High yeah. five! Oh, yeah! Why the fuck would Jaime... Oh, and Guy Gardner! Guy Gardner totally is just a total asshole! He yeah. totally doesn't care about people or anything! He totally doesn't have deep-seated emotion. Yeah, and Wonder Woman's totally like a super, totally like a super um a Greek mythology Amazon that just cuts off people's heads. And fucking um, why does she have no powers? Like she's oh oh Am- also, the Amazon's get fine. This, get yeah. this, Wonder Woman, who's actually met her gods, praying to the Christian God. Well, that actually oh, makes yeah, sense because crazy. the presence is actually a real thing. Let that soak in. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really we go back to the actual Wonder Woman. I mean, I mean, I mean, she probably mm, would. She would probably would pray to one of her gods. But pray to the space terrier. God is a Scottish terrier, by the way. <laughs> this is canon. He fucks with yeah. the he fucks with the, the the DC universe is there is is that the god it, God Christian God is the number one god. It's the presence right under him is I think the um is, is a, the Greek gods. Then under them is the Egyptian gods. And then pretty much every religion exists. By the okay, way. back to the Wonder Woman movie. Guys. Wonder Woman. Best scene in the movie goes off. They save everybody, have a big old party. It's heavily implied that her and Trevor bang. It's really good, and and yeah. also the, and all and and also the the, the sharpshooter guy has really really bad shell shock, and it's adorable. Sad, but it's sad like and it's adorable. Well but he can off. sing very well. But, yeah. yeah, he can sing, and it's good. And then the, the, the next morning, the, um, he's like, I should just leave. I don't, I don't have anything to contribute. I can't even shoot. And she's and like, once again, Wonder Woman's like, no! Fuck that! But you could, but where are we, but you're the only one who can sing! And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> and, and he's like, oh! <laughs> and it's so cute. And I love it. <laughs> she is one and of they, the boys. And he sings on the as they travel along. Yeah, and it's 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 adorable. very cute. It's very cute. Uh, all of them, at this point, are I'm really attached to all the characters. I'm super into the movie. I'm like, oh boy, DCEU, oh boy, I actually enjoy it. This is weird. Can we do Doomsday for real then, Daddy? Like, do no. I do I have to send in box tops to make that happen? Because I'll do it. Almost made me forget that the Justice League on. trailer was awful. <laughs> I don't know. Why is Batman in the snow? Why does Batman have a Batmobile that shoots bullets? 
Why is what, what, this the Dark Knight Returns now? Why is Batman putting together the Justice League? Uh, Batman was always opposed to Justice League in every single iteration of the Justice League. Where is the Martian Manhunter? Where's Black Canary? I want John. Yeah, Jack, the, what? Uh, John is the name of the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they're going with this. What they've chosen to be one of the essential. Uh, Justice League members. Which apparently is Cyborg now, because Cyborg's, Cyborg's really... become a pretty big yeah, deal. Yeah, Cyborg's like... And by a big deal, we mean everybody's still wondering why the hell he's not just with the Titans, and, and nobody I, understands why he was uh, why he's made a member of the Justice League in the I love Cyborg, I don't but know, yeah, basically. Cyborg yeah, but like, Cyborg, oh, even in like, Justice League action, he appears a lot. Oh, he's like, gotten really... And the best yeah. part is, popular. we were watching the yeah. trailer... John literally leans over to me like, who the fuck's that guy? I'm like, oh yeah, Cyborg's dead. I only know that because I had literally yeah, just watched five minutes before going to this movie and there's one one-minute scene where he's like, Day 52, experiment's yeah, not going well. I'm trying to bring my one. son back to life. Like, I completely forgot about that until we rewatched oh, it. Today. It's one of those blink and you'll miss it things, yeah. but it's like, no, yeah, that guy. I also didn't realize, like, Flash talking to Batman in that movie. Oh, 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 and, and the best part yeah. is, Batman, Batman says his superpower is money, and I'm like, oh, congratulations, you've listened to the memes and totally misunderstood the entirety of Batman's character. Congratulations, that's Tony uh, Stark, you idiots. I mean, that's We already joke. have a Tony Stark. Uh, it's, it wasn't, a, it, it's not even a good joke, because, like, Tony Stark's the money one. I guess. Batman actually legitimately worked for what he did. He's like, That's what's true. a superpower? I mean, I work out. <laughs> Again, you're getting too worked up over a joke. I, it, it just kind of... Just, I know, it, it's annoying. Let's yeah. add it to the Jonathan Trigger list. It's, it, uh, Jonathan Trigger lists his uh, Batman money jokes. Early New 52. Face cut off Joker. Uh, but I, he is the greatest Joker. Okay. Almost as oh. great. Guys, Joker. stop slapping your knees, you know? That's and, hard uh, to get God damn it! <laughs> Let's add Jared Leto to that while we're at it. That's not even just John specifically. We all hate him. I, everybody yeah. hates Jared. Anybody who likes Jared Leto, you, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, I, what, what were we talking about again? He was the one woman. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they come across the uh, fortress, castle, whatever, where they're where, uh, where they're Ludendorff, having a banquet. Where Ludendorff is holding his ball thing. To celebrate his upcoming, you know, he's gonna bomb everyone with the enhanced mustard gas or whatever. So Steve Trevor gets the idea to go and infiltrate, tells Wonder Woman not to go because she'll stand out, but of course Wonder Woman does anyway. She like, <laughs> in an actually pretty funny scene, she sees, she meets this woman who's, they quickly establish is kind of a snooty bitch, yeah. so you feel very little pity for her, and she's just awkwardly like, Gazing at her, comparing their measurements, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can almost hear the fist connect with the back of her head when the scene cuts. Yeah, it's it's, great. it's wonderful. Yeah. Also, Steve chatting up Doctor Poison is really interesting and cool. Yeah, and then Wendy comes in and fucks it up. It's good. Yeah, he almost he almost had her if uh, he didn't get distracted by Diana. Yeah, which to be fair, damn. Yeah, I guess. Although, she's a good looking woman. That's all I'm going to say. Sword? Again, is she clutching her sword in her ass? No, no, she. Uh, no, ass no, no, of no, steel. You, you see, in, in, um, in the movie, you actually see it. She had her entire costume on under I her know, dress. I know, but like, how. Strap. Was there like. Okay, strap. Also, why did people not notice that? Like, yeah. It's that, a fucking sword! Like, how did she get in without a guard? Like, I swear the outfit. 
Behind your I swear back. her dress was a little more cleavagey than her outfit, but whatever. It Still, like, the sword is jetting out of her dress. I, yeah, I how still like it. It's a fashion like, accessory. I like to uh-huh. imagine people just yes, assumed it was a rich people back. thing. Well, anyway... What's that? She's got a sword <laughs> clenched in her ass? I don't know. Rich people, man. Well, I don't know how looted... <laughs> I don't know how even Ludendorff doesn't know that, but anyway, he's just into that yeah. kinky shit. <laughs> Ludendorff's really into war. Yeah, he's into I love my women who have swords in their backs. Well, anyway, yeah, Diana dances with Ludendorff, and like his this tension is like, eh, I'm... before Diana can kill Ludendorff, uh, you know, Steve gets in her way and like, dude, uh, don't don't do this in public. We gotta figure out where the mustard gas is first. We gotta stop that, but and we need Ludendorff to tell us where that is, so don't kill him yet. But Vienna's like, no, because she still believes that Ludendorff is Ares, and she thinks that by killing Ludendorff and ki- killing Ares, she'll stop the war, everyone will be good again. Because uh, that's how war works. Yeah. Which actually so, leads up to one of my favorite parts of the ending, but we'll yeah. burn that bridge down when we get to yeah. it. Yeah, so anyway, uh, they chase after Ludendorff, but they... Can't, they don't catch up to him in time before he releases the mustard gas and bombs the town. They remember that nice little Belgian town from earlier? No, you don't. Yeah. It's been wiped out the face of the planet. Yeah, Anna goes back to it, and she, of course, is distraught that everyone they had just saved is now dead, and she blames Steve, like, for stopping her from killing Ludendorff because, you know, she's just caught up in the moment. But uh, Chief has already gone ahead and found where Ludendorff is, so he sends up a smoke signal, and Deanna goes chase... Deanna, both Deanna and Trevor go chasing after that. I heckin' love then, smoke signals, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know why. It's just one of my favorite little uh, fiction devices, just using the, the use of smoke signals to tell people where things are. Is it because so, you're a uh, I'm not really sure how no, Ludendorff and his men didn't oh, notice okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be suspicious about it, but whatever. Uh, as smart as Sukasa from Dr. Stone. <laughs> yeah, but Sukasa knew the risk. I mean, no... Senku knew Senku the risk. Senku knew the risk. the villain, dude. Yeah. Anyway, Senku knew the risk. He knew Sakasa would come, and would notice yeah. the smoke and would come to him, but he took a chance. He took a chance for the sake of humanity, Warren. Do your he dance. Knew that, he, he knew that it was more important to reconnect with other survivors. What's your change? What's your change? This is space change. I was All really right. saying that fucking, uh, hey, oh, Chukasa hey, oh, actually knows smoke to it. Oh, hey, smoke. I should go look at where the smoke's coming from. Yeah. Well, Ludendorff is not as smart as Sikasa from, <laughs> from Dr. Stone. He also is a spirit Great manga, by the way. You guys should read it. Anyway, Probably. Yeah, any, what? Probably. Probably. <laughs> in unison. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Diana meet, finally confronts Ludendorff, and, you know, they she fights him, and then she eventually is able to kill him. But, of course, the war doesn't stop because he wasn't really Ares. And, <sighs> you know, she's like, no, how can this be? And she's like, she still thinks she has to kill Ares and, like, that will be save the day. That will be the end of everything. But Trevor is like, no, Diana, it's it's us. Like, we're responsible for causing this, these wars. Like, it's all on us. Like It's a we... series of little things that's built up and... Diluged into this shitty situation. People and it can leads- do bad things. It's not all. It's, we're not influenced by somebody to do bad things. We're mm. all capable of 
bad. We're all capable of evil. Which gets kind of messed up when you keep in mind what happens later, but for now, that just leads to one of my favorite lines. The point is that it doesn't, that doesn't mean that there, we don't have anything to fight for. It doesn't mean that we aren't capable of good, that humanity isn't capable of good, that we can be good, and we shouldn't, and we shouldn't fight for that, because we should. And Deanna's still shaking up, so she doesn't go along with Trevor. Uh, to help him initially. But it leads uh, to my favorite line is, um, he says, I've seen what's out there and I wish it were that simple. That's the way he delivers it, the way it's framed. That's a great great scene. Steve Trevor, like, after the first 15 minutes of the movie, is just on point the entire way through. Yeah, Mm. he's like, a noble guy. He's a yeah. he's a noble snarky guy that's not exactly sure what he's doing, but he's good. But uh, he's sure as hell gonna do it. <laughs> right, his heart's in the right place, and he wants to do good. He wants to put an end to this war, put an end to the suffering, and he's doing. He's willing to risk his life to do it, and he does sacrifice himself to do he it. He is a true realist. I'm really uh, glad that they didn't relegate him I, to the leader of Project Argus and the Justice League yeah. of America. I would could, yeah. with, with the Wonder Woman mythos because it works so well. Anyway, I would consider him an idealist. Uh, I mm. mean, he he like he is a realist in the sense like he knows like you know there are limitations. That's what, what I mean. Do, he knows what is going to be required in, in the long like run. justice and stuff. You know, so he mm. does have ideals. Yeah, he was mm. fighting for those ideals. Yeah, at one point everybody's talking about why one uh, uh, um the um Sergeant Steve and his howling commandos are talking about uh about Wonder Woman's motivations and and Chief believes her. The uh the Indian dude is like ah, what, and um and the and the Scottish dude flat doesn't believe her but uh but like what the hell yeah Steve initially is like yeah this is kind of what the hell but since Chief believes her she's he's kind of like well because he actually does legitimately want to believe that this yeah. kind of justice can happen in the world yeah and yeah the, yeah. yeah but regardless it's. My second favorite scene in the entire movie, and pretty much where the ending lost me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because there is Aries in this movie now. After they explain, this great scene about how yeah. the evil of men builds over time, surprise, yeah. it's Satan. Uh, well, not Satan, but Aries, but whispering in the hearts of men, and yeah. yeah, he he he's whispers in people's ears to give them suggestions of things and they try and say it's still on the it's still on man I just give them the gun they pull the trigger (laughs) fuck you he gives them the idea but he he doesn't invent the weapons that they use for war like so hashtag Ares did nothing wrong still saying that man is ultimately responsible for their wrongdoings but still I do think it weakens the message a little bit just to have Ares in there at all yeah, and I, then they fight. Like, should have had Ares, but just have him sitting around in the background, as in, or at least be a more neutral character, not like a legitimately like. The yeah, final I'm boss. orchestrating this. I'm profiting off of this. I want this. Or just at the end of the movie, as a cliffhanger. Mm. Oh, hey, Ares was this guy the entire time, overseeing mm. everything. And I appreciate that there wasn't set up for other movie and all that crap, so... Yeah, I do kind of hate sequel bait. I mean, they already are producing the sequel, though, so they might as well... I mean, I like the idea, I like, uh, I mean, a big final fight where where, um, where Diana starts talking about how she's, uh, how she's realized that what man's world needs is love, and 
and um, and how there's good and bad, but only but love conquers all in the end. Blah blah blah. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of needed at some point because yes, that's one that's kind of the point of her entire character. And yes, that's fine and dandy. Counterpoint: Did I have to take so bloody long? No, it didn't. Because they fight. Yeah, and, and they then fight. they fight some more, and they then fight. they fight some they more. Fight. It's they fight, 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 fight, they fight, 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 and then Diana I, picks up a fucking tank and clocks Ari in the face with it. And it turns out Diana has god powers because she's actually the daughter of Zeus. And we're a new 52 now, bitches. Thank we, you, Zeus's semen. And now, now she's got super cool Zeus powers, but not really because reasons. And then she's doing some stuff and some things and deflecting lightning. And then she absorbs lightning yeah. into her body and, and then uh, she sends it out. And hey guys. Sacrifice triggers a Zenkai boost in her, and she like goes semi Super Saiyan and uh, starts beating up all German soldiers. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super. Isn't Ares essentially just Zamasu? Yeah, he's yeah, Zamasu. he is. He's hey guys, basically Zamasu. Anyone in the audience, you remember in uh, for those of you who've seen Avatar, you remember when Zuko like learns to redirect lightning and he decides not to kill his dad. Yeah. yeah, this woman is nothing like that. It's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a zoo. I mean, it's, it would be one thing yeah. if, like, Dr. Poison was worth redemption. But, but she's uh, literally done nothing uh, except kill people. Evil. Yeah. She's a fucking pulp villain. We went over this before. Yeah. I really didn't like the way they used her at the end. I thought that she should have been cackling madly or yeah. something To like- the very end, yeah. She, she didn't really she fight. So. Or, like, have an escape plan. That's a pulp yeah. villain thing. Yeah. And, like, the end scene, we don't even see what happened to her. Just yeah, we like... don't really know what happened to her Yeah, at Yeah, there's not even a cliffhanger. They just... They, they peel off her mask. They treat her like a plot device. They peel off her mask. It reveals that, oh, yeah, her mask is hiding the fact that her face is kind of gross. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's from testing one of her poisons or something. I don't know. They don't explain that, so there's no and significance you don't to it. Need to yeah, explain it. Doesn't really matter. They, yeah, they, exactly. they don't have to, and I'm glad that they didn't, but it just but the ending is just But like I was cheap. a little girl, I kissed the toad and it did this to my face. Well, yeah. Or some German person just fucked up her mouth. Uh, well, anyway, Wonder Woman kinda sees that there is like a little bit of good in people just because of the, you know, utter like the other guys, like she sees them, they don't have any of their weapons anymore, <laughs> and so they're like all huddling together, you know, they're prepared to die and stuff, and so she sees their camaraderie and stuff. So that's one, like, instance. At that and Trevor's sacrifice are like, yeah, people are capable of good and capable of love. Yeah, they're capable of brotherhood, see, um, well, doing things for the sake of humanity and mankind and the earth rather than just yeah. for themselves, and, or for like doing things in the name of like uh, of of mankind instead of just something for a country or an ideal. It's re- it's really really nice. And, and again, sort of the weird half and half with this movie. Those themes are there. They're prevalent. They're well done in those themes, but at the same time, it's visually, it's executed as, hey, that guy's dead. I was gonna tap that, and then she punches a billion German guys in the face. Yay! Well, it turns out the German guys weren't really like that all along. She kills Ares, and everyone just kind of hugs it out, and it's really adorable. Mm. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Oh, she 
could sway, but we can't. We're not close enough to each other. Yeah. We could put little dots, but that's no, that's not a podcast thing. Anyway. Anyway, that's basically the end of the movie. It's better than fucking any other DC movie uh, you will see so far, and kind of gives me hope for Justice League, although I, not really. Yeah. I love the movie. I loved uh, most of it. It was definitely worth the money I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the better superhero movies I've seen in friggin' forever. Better than Thor 1 and 2. Better yeah. than uh, Iron Man 2 and 3. I mean, that's so hard to... My <laughs> fucking shit's better than Iron Man 2 and 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. And that's including yeah. the Scorpion rub shit that shot out my ass this morning. Thanks for informing us about this. You should have been here earlier. The bathroom, super stanky. Ethan shit. Ethan shit almost made me vomit. <laughs> you people, it was man. bad. You I had to freeze the fuck out of that toilet. We learned hey. our lesson. Never hey. feed wings. Yeah, I was going to say, A, I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. B, spicy food is not good for me. God dang white people anyway, doing lack of space anyway, Tends to movie, be darkened. This movie was surprisingly not shit. It was actually very good. Yeah, I, I definitely give it some, something like, I don't know, 7.5 out of 10. It's it's definitely watchable, definitely fun. I'd give it a B. Yeah, I'd give it a solid C+, because the, the beginning and end really lost me. Yeah, but I was so engaged in the movie for the middle, and the end because well, like, of the It middle. had a very strong yeah. middle. Like, I legitimately enjoyed the movie. Grading each individual part, starts a D, gets to a B or an A, ends a D. That That's a C overall. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's very, I would say it's above average. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Just for me, like, it's, above, see, it's not great, it's above average. That's how I Vote with your it. wallets, see this movie. Know, that's yeah. good, it's a good film in this DC Cinematic Universe. The first good film that it's had. Well, it's I don't know what you're talking sign. about. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. didn't have any other films. Ma- Man of Steel was art, and I will hear nothing yeah. to the contrary. I mean, like, the, the best, I mean, I love the movie, I love a movie that just takes concepts and quotes from Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman out of context, throws them into this thing, and throws a bunch of Christ-like allegories everywhere, even though Superman does nothing Christ-like, oh, and it makes a Dragon Ball Z movie. <laughs> even though Superman's not supposed to be Christ. You know what they uh, say? Every kiss after the first one is downhill. No one says Doesn't that. Doesn't try to make Dark Side into some fucking Satan metaphor. Dark Side is supposed to be a Norse god. He's not even supposed to be. Satan. I don't care. He's because gonna be angels come from the heavens no and Kryptonians are angels. Mythology. Yeah, so we just have to go with oh, Satan. I'm sorry. Satan, Excuse me, Jonathan. Wait. Satan equal bad. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, once upon a time, Jack Kirby, when he before he got screwed over by Marvel, wanted to uh, wanted to f- kill off um, the, wanted to kill off the Norse gods in, uh, in a giant Ragnarok and create something called the New Gods. Uh, it was going to be really really cool, uh, even if you like Thor. Uh, then Marvel screwed him over and then attributed every single one of his creations to Stan Lee because reasons. So he screwed off, went to DC, and made this thing for them called the New Gods, which is now the basis for pretty much everything cool that's ever happened in DC Universe. It's made them millions and millions of dollars, and I bet Marvel's kicking themselves in the ass right now. And if I may borrow a bit, the old gods died. But it's cool, we got some new ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know who the old gods were, so it doesn't matter really. Also, I really like Scott Free, Mr. Miracle. Oh, boy, I do love me a Mr. Miracle. Well, you are miraculous to me. 
Now, Would you be the big barda to my scot free? I'm always Big Spoon. And you're on. Okay. You can be the you can be the You're the cheese filling in our spoon sandwich. Uh, Get over here, you glorious Indian bastard. Someone uh, help me. Real no, t- real there t- is no help from the snuggle. Being violated. Real <laughs> talk, there was a, there was a trailer, uh, in the first image that it showed was something that said Scott Free, and I got really, really excited. <laughs> it was gonna be a Mr. Miracle movie, and I was like, holy shit, how did I not hear about this? But uh, no, it was actually an Agatha Christie thing, and that looks pretty interesting. Yeah, Murder on the Orient Express. I, heck, a Poirot thing in the year of our Lord 2017 that's not Detective Conan? My god, sign me up. Yeah. And a quick, Praise the Conans. A quick rundown if you're interested in this sort of thing. The trailers we got were Justice League, which I am going to pretend to hold out hope for. Because I'm not. Of, it's dead. It's dead in the water. Cyborg just looks like a guy in a CGI suit. Yeah. yeah, but he always looks like that in the comics. I don't it looks like better in the comics. I don't does. like the comic look, though. I like it because it's it, he is he retains enough of his humanity to I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a pleb. I'm a normie. I prefer the the show. You fucking pleb. The, go so back to Teen Titans. So, so do I, and I love new Teen Titans. That the the, the yeah. So we got that. Uh, we got a CGI ass Avatar trailer for some sci-fi Fifth Element movie that looked incredibly generic. Every you you seen these concepts in Doctor Who and Star Trek and Star Wars? Well, they're all in this movie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, audience, I'm going to play a fun game with you right now. Uh, what was the name of the movie? Valorant and Valorian? Uh, Valorian or something? Yeah, Valorian. Yeah, okay, so before you uh, look up the title, just name a random sci-fi concept to yourself. Now go watch the uh, preview. It's in there. Yeah. So like, so like a weird ancient tablets, but are actually super cool data things. An underwater chase scene from Phantom Menace. Weird little pet things. Uh, it's all a bunch, there. a bunch of stuff that was more exciting in my Doctor Who radio dramas than it was here. A CGI dog thing that probably won't connect to anything. We a bunch of really, really CGI uncanny dogs. valley little things that are supposed to be mascot-like characters. Yeah. So there was that. Uh, Based there off was of a best-selling graphic novel that I've never heard of. That our resident comic book really? novel. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, heard, I've known of it for a long time. I've it's, never uh, actually an animated series based on it. That was oh. French-made. Uh, I might check out the animated thousands. series first. Where, it looked pretty interesting. Where has this been? I've heard of Lock and Key. I've well, heard. It's been around for a long time. Like, oh, oh, a long time. Oh. And the book might be good. I'm just saying the movie looks incredibly generic. Yeah, just I've never heard of this. I Robots know. building stuff. It's in there. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to check movie. out the original. I'd love to check out the yeah, original Yeah, I mean, these comics have been going on since 1967. Wow. Well, I mean, they ended, in, like, they ended in 2010, but, like, yeah, so, they've been, they went on in. for a long time. Hmm. So we got that. We got the Agatha Christie thing. Yeah, oh, the, um... The animated mm. series was, yeah, the animated series was 2007. It said graphic yeah, novel. I didn't think it was, like, that... Like a huge. No, it was a long-running series. Nice. And then we got yeah, it was a forty-episode tom- animated series. So, I've seen and then we got Atomic Bombshell, or as I like to call it, trying too hard the movie. It's sexy. It's about lesbians, and there's an action movie, but there's also a crime thriller. So, pick one plot. Please. Oh, so it's apparently a period piece set in the fifties, but tra- <laughs> the movie doesn't do a good job conveying that. And the dude gets stabbed to death with a heel. It's confusing. I didn't know it was about the Cold War until I saw uh, until I saw some Bolsheviks. 
it's, it's, it's reasons like this that I say I'm a bitter old man, because I, I solidly believe that people will enjoy this. I'm just too old to enjoy it. Hey, it's it set in the 1950s, but honestly, it felt more modern to me than uh, um, than Gold, Gold I swear I saw someone pull out an Android phone at one point. Yeah, like like it looked more, <laughs> like like, like Goldeneye set in the 90s, and it looked more like a gold. Look, it looks like older and more what it was going for than friggin' this. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's the short version. It's dumb. Um, Why is Aquaman so quippy? Why is Aquaman... I, it's not even that he's... Why didn't Aquaman no, no, no. say outrageous? Outrageous! <laughs> it's not even that he's quippy, because then we got the Justice League trailer. It's not even that he's quippy that I take issue with. It's the fact that him being quippy sounds like a fucking dude bro. No. Uh, it's but like uh, bad. The trailer ends with Aquaman doing like that weird action thing. They should have ended it with him saying outrageous, then yeah. doing the action thing. I, I would hold out a small amount of hope and if this Aquaman, as stupid as he looks, said outrageous. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the best Aquaman, and anyone who thinks otherwise is a liar and just Brave wrong. Brave and the Bold is a blessing. I, mean, I know that's probably only a Brave and the Bold thing, but, you know. Well, like, even other, even other iterations of Aquaman besides the Super Friends version are just too angry for my tastes. Yeah, they should have at least based him off of his New 52 counterpart, who's really, really nice and friendly, and a good, a, a good king, a, a good husband, a pretty chill guy, has nice little adventures with his friends, the outsider. Goes the on vacation with his friends, uh, goes on vacation with his family, but keeps accidentally fighting crime. He has sex with uh, he doesn't. Um, in this one, he do, um he doesn't have a kid, but zero out of ten. But he and his wife do have a, zero out of ten, Martha. There's an entire issue about about, about Mara getting into an altercation at the supermarket, negative, and getting arrested okay, by has... the police and, tur- and assaulting like half of the police force in the Bay Area. And she's got all his powers, right? Basically, yeah. Okay, and that's has... almost like a full-blooded queen of Atlantis. That has some potential. It's adorable. That has, uh, okay. She insulted my dress! Now she's dead! <laughs> now she will die! <laughs> she's great, I love her. No, okay, okay, that... That's that's a start, DC. You, you're getting back on your feet, you're getting your 12-day pin, that's a start. Aquaman it's not outrageous, but it's a start. Nothing can compare yeah. to Brave and the Bold, but I do enjoy a lot of Aquaman iterations. Like I said, yeah. it's a start. And honestly, I a lot of the ones I've seen in the comics have been more like the ones that was in um, Justice League uh, Unlimited. Yeah. And that's just too edgy and angry for my tastes. I never got the impression that he was pretty angry and edgy outside of the... He whole- beats the shit out of everyone and refuses to communicate with anyone until he gets his hand lopped off going into a rock pit with his kid roped with him. That's the only episode mm-hmm. I remember with him for some reason. In that episode, he was actually kind of a decent, normal human being. I mean, he feels so forgettable in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, though. he's too serious. That was like the only time he's he did like- anything, and he refused to play exactly. with others in any meaningful way, except for being a dick. Yeah, I'm not that big a fan of the Justice League uh, series Aquaman. He's just, he, yeah, he's not as yeah. interesting or fun. But they have an entire episode about the Miracle Bros. Even Oberon appears, and nobody remembers him, even though he's pretty damn cool. Nobody remembers Jinpo. Nobody remembers the engine. Eh, fair enough. He even fucking says a nutchuck. It's so cool. Uh. Like, 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 he's the very, very, um, very, very accurate uh, Native American shaman guy. Um, uh, cleverly given the name Injun. He was a he was like a '90s character, but he's like actually, like, actually really, really cool and pretty mm. damn 
accurate, so the name's kind of ironic. School, and he gets his and uh, he gets his uh, he casts magic spells by uh, saying the magic words Inukchuk, which is what the Apache Chief from Super yeah. Friends used, and it's super cool, and I love him. And Justice League Elite's pretty good. It's by the same guy who created, and by created, I mean the person who made Deadpool a character, uh, Joe Kelly. Go read it. Nobody remembers it. It's also kind of a, a spinning off of what of uh, what's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way, which is one of the quintessential Superman comics. Mm. Also, Wally West gets edgy for a little bit. Oh, that sounds. Gets dumb. a black costume and is like, I, "Screw the Justice League." Batman's just sitting off in the corner, like, "You guys are idiots." <laughs> we should probably wrap this up now. Pants to be darkened. Well, overall, I think we can all agree Wonder Woman was a pretty enjoyable film. Solid movie. Um, if you're not huge on the DCU, maybe wait till it's at a cheaper theater or Redbox or something. But definitely see it. It's a start of DC on getting their head up their ass and trying to make good movies. And I hope this is the start of more. I really do. Yes. Don't get get your hopes up. They thought Suicide Squad was a success. (laughs) I still see ads for it. Regardless, this was a step in the right direction, and it was good to see that Wonder Woman's live-action film debut was successful. (laughs) You know, there was a lot of trepidation, a lot of concern, but it... It turned out it, well. much like its role, it, uh, much like its lead, is strong and sexy. Yes. Maybe now one of the members of the DC's uh, the DC's uh, the super cool God Trio is going going to get more exposure than like I don't know fucking Barry Allen. I would love to this to lead to more Wonder Woman exposure. Maybe get her a TV series again. That'd be great. Yeah, please. I'd get I'd love her to have an animated series or like crossover with the Flash. That'd be cool. Uh, Why? Sure. I don't know. CW? I don't know. I don't want him. I don't Fuck want him. CW. Yeah, screw the CW. I've been watching too much Arrow lately. Dude, and they have their heart set, the set on crossing everyone with everyone. They started with the crossover movie. You know what's really weird about CW? Mm-hmm. They have the JSA, but it just consists of Blue Beetle and Stargirl. Yeah. Which, okay, I love me some Blue Beetle, but why? When was Blue Beetle a member of the JSA again? Yeah, that like, too. Like, like isn't he, like, on his own adventures in New Mexico Everything. fighting aliens? Which yeah. Blue Beetle is this? It's Jaime. Jaime Reyes, okay, the, yeah, the actual alien technology. Because yeah. no one remembers Ted Cord. Yeah. Dan Garrett was never was never a member of the JSA, and he was active around the time that they would have been active... Ted Cord was a member of the Justice League International, so he wasn't doing that, and Jaime's Jaime. And, uh, Young Justice circling Titans. back around to Ted Cord for a moment, say it with me now, then he died! Like, they yeah. keep referencing Ted Cord and Arrow, but, like, Ted Cord never shows up. Cord Industries! Yeah, just assume yeah he's... they bring the Cord Industries, like, I think at least three times. Just assume he's the Ted Cord from Brave and the Bold, and it actually... Yeah, he died. Yeah. Well, I'm going to assume that it's Convergence... But, but I like assuming it's Brave and the Bold Ted Cord because that was one of my favorite episodes. Go ahead, go go read Convergence Blue Beetle because it's pretty all right. It's not the best, pretty all right. Ted Cord is a high maze mentor. But no one appreciates good gadgets these days. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't love those dorks together. They're adorable. I mean, that's what they are. That's what Blue and Gold is in the comics mostly. Uh, so. Fair we enough. We have new Blue Beetle comics, please. No. Nope. Yeah, oh, really? Of course we yeah, have read them? I was I'm talking about them. He's one of DC's biggest characters. Dude, huh. Ted Cord and Jaime are palling around. Okay, I need to go read American comics. 
<laughs> yeah. said you'll get read, off your ass. I'm reading Blue like is cool. I'm reading Titans and Teen Titans. That's about it, right? Oh, now. Titans is good. Mm. Yeah. Teen Titans is pretty all right. Teen Titans is okay. They yeah. made Damien less edgy. If not, they they still gave him a stupid reboot edge. again. Yeah, but he's less edgy this time. He's less he's, he's less edgy, but for some reason, everybody forgets like you know that he wasn't. He isn't the same as he was in the first two issues he appeared in uh, Grant Morrison's Bat Epic. No, no. You know, when he said, no, I, no. Want to, I want to drive the Batmobile, was that an ambulance we just hit? Yeah, that No, no, fucking, um, I'm, it's late, I'm terrible with names. What was that, Damien? Damien Wayne? Yeah, no, no, you don't understand. Remember that thing in the 90s where everybody kept rebooting to issue zeros all the time? Yeah. He he sacrificed himself and contained all of that for us, so his character has to keep rebooting. Otherwise, it will be unleashed upon the world again. Oh, dear God, no! Nah, like, Teen Titans, like, Beast Boy is also pretty Gucci. Yeah, Beast Boy's great in Be- yeah. and Teen Titans, like, Changeling hasn't been anything. In the first ever. issue, he tries to have sex with someone as a whale, I think. Or as a shark. Excuse me? Uh, yeah, he's, he's closer to his changeling yeah. incarnation from New Teen Titans, where he where he's like, a, where he where he's a weird little perv. Like Ethan, for context, he was kind of a weird little Ethan. perv in Teen Titans. Ethan, for context, like he's hosting this like fucking like wild party. He yes. just goes up with some random girl. He's like, "Hey, baby, let's go have sex." Let's do it as a shark. shark. And he just like jumps in the pool and says, "Come on, then let's just." Bang it out. Yeah, um, yeah. It, uh, co- context for those who don't know, he was adopted by um, by the leader of the Doom Patrol, and he kind of and since they're always away, he kind of has his giant mansion all to himself, and he's got some daddy issues. And then Mento went crazy and tried and uh, tried to kill him, and the Titans and Ted Cord had to uh, had to try to stop Mento from killing his son. Then Tim Drake died, and then he got addicted to drugs. What? Also, no, that happened like twenty years later, but yeah. <laughs> Also, I was trying to be semi-professional. I turned my phone off, turning it back on, for the very necessary reason of researching shark penis size. Did you happen <laughs> to get a look at the species? What is it? A uh, bull shark, tiger shark? Well, First, a great episode okay. of South Park where uh, what is it? Nathan? Yeah, Nathan gets raped by that shark. That shouldn't they were like, oh god, that was a giant. Dick piece. was two two feet long or something. It was like but even longer. It was even, crazy. Even just look at the first rebirth issue of shark. I thought I gave you a signed Penis. issue of Oh, wait, no, that's just Alex and Jessica. Ha ha, you're not cool. He sure. doesn't get good stuff. He doesn't get signed issues of stuff. I met the dude. He's pretty all right. Fred, oh, he Linkara signed my flintlock pistol. That's good enough for me. I'm good enough for you, baby. Yeah, you are, but that's because I'm trash. Can we spank his ass now, Daddy? Oh, I'm... God, those two little fins coming off the bottom of them are their penis. Oh, Oh, God. I didn't know that. Or, like, they have, like, Limbs that they use to latch on to the female. Uh, fuck it. This, this has been. Bad. Finally, wrap this up. Yeah, this point, it tends to be darkened. You, know, you, you guys clearly want to get on and fuck already. Yeah, I already. Uh, I already. I want to fuck that. Ethan's ass. That's Fine. horrifying. I, I want to fuck a goblin shark. Okay, uh, so this has been manga Mavericks. at the movies. Kill us. <laughs> so should we plug ourselves? What time is it? Well, it's it's on it's oh it's past three. Jesus Christ on a bicycle. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Ethan, where can good people find you? Um, we still have to make you a Twitter. Yeah, he doesn't have Twitter. I, I made a Twitter. It's Vixie the Valiant. I'm a Bonehead man. Braxton. I'm a man with no name from a long lost land. 
By that I mean I, I did a YouTube thing a while ago. I haven't really touched it since. It's called Team Deathmatch. If you're curious, check it out. We um, tried it to a Team Deathmatch once, but every but it er- fucked up. But it it it, it, fu- it fucked up, and every and uh, who's getting mad about Sonic CD? Was it you? Everybody. I wasn't. <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think... No, no, that's right. Um, the other fellow I do it with who doesn't want his name mentioned here, it's kind of an anonymity thing, even though it's the internet, but whatever. I respect his wishes. Um, he was getting a little down on himself in that particular session. Uh, so that's a... But too much behind the curtain. I could Basically. have been in that podcast <laughs> instead of this one, but that one died, so now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so. Ethan, you you show up enough on this podcast at this point that we have to get you a Twitter. I uh, send me the birdies. I yeah yeah he was follow me bone boneheaded Braxton. I'm there. I post cute for Braxton shit. and boning. Oh my god! So I, re- I I all the people I follow are basically Sonic comic artists because I don't know who to follow. <laughs> so I basically just reblog a lot of weird art shit. I love you. Furry. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not uh, actually. I'm not actually furry. The community is absolutely toxic. They're terrible. You're wearing a gift shirt, so it's close enough. Shut up. It's a meme. You get also my shirt says, "Ooh, what's this?" Yeah, I was wearing fun. it last time on the podcast. I think. Anyways, just wore it because it's fun to wear around people. You know what else is fun to wear around people? No clothes. Absolutely nothing. You know what I'm getting at. But yeah, you can find me VLordGTZ at VLordGTZ on Twitter yeah. and my anime list. And pretty much anywhere, because I use that for everything for some reason. You used it, like, even... Okay, uh, we got together, had a little party at one point. You used it as, like, a random throwaway create a character when you created a save file on Bloodborne just to try out the game in my place. Yeah, just force of habit. And by the way, I knew Game Plus, that game, save file. Okay, is that a good thing? Yes. I just, I use that as my main save file that I play. Oh, okay, cool. I feel mm. special now. Dealer's a stupid name. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, there are people who are like Pussy Slayer XX8 out there, so honestly, V-Lord ain't that bad. In middle school, my friends suggested that I have like my fucking like gamer tag be on my Xbox be like Asian Rapist 69. <laughs> Asian Rapist? <laughs> well, I mean, India's an Asian. <laughs> I almost considered doing it, and I'm like, no, this, that's a terrible idea. The Rape of Nanking! Well, as someone who has an awesome username, you can find me as at Lumramayasha on Twitter, my anime list, and Animation Revolution, and various other places. And you can follow the show on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks, and on Tumblr at mangamavericks.tumblr.com, and on YouTube, just search for a channel named Manga Mavericks. If you don't, we'll feel bad, never improve, and never get good. A whale penis is approximately the length of a five-year-old. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> because you got me on an unhealthy trend. Honestly, I'm the furry. Why do I hang out with you? <laughs> because we love you and we make you feel normal. We? Are you using the royal we? Yif. Jonathan, you're wearing yif, a gift shirt. Yif. 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 Yif what? Yif. yif. What am I yiffing? The, the air if you have to, just yif. Uh, I'm not comfortable taking off my shirt around you people. Oh. You're assuming you have to be naked to you if that's adorable. Uh, Jace fell asleep uh, halfway into this podcast. Either that or he's to plug, either that or his yeah. face palming and pretending we don't exist. It's kind of hard to tell from this. <laughs> Probably story. a little bit of both. Can we rag on him? No. no. Please? He's not conscious. It would be bad form. But he yeah. likes monster moves. That's a da da da. 
Enough. Jace has shit taste. We can talk more about Enough. Enough. We're leaving him alone. Yeah. Yeah. I got some choice words. Yes. But, uh. Gotta get that snake. If you have any. If you have any <laughs> questions, comments, or criticisms, send it to our email at mangamavericks at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback. Definitely uh, send us some. We love to answer questions. We also like getting tips or like hearing what people like about the show and what they would like us to improve. Uh, it's always very helpful and we really appreciate it. So we- thank you guys. And please send all death threats up to Ethan's asshole. <laughs> Let us know if I you I should want. make a Twitter and then I should make a second Twitter just for that. That would be a good idea. <laughs> Let us know if you enjoy these podcasts and want to see more of Ethan and Jonathan. I personally think that uh, we should have them on more often because they're awesome. Plus, and I usually have like very similar opinions and then the podcast gets boring. Yay. <laughs> Besides, JK Lol, I lied. Bird Pussy's where it's at. Ethan, what the fuck? That's how you get, get out of my house. Yeah. No, no, it's especially bad because she has memory loss, remember? Uh, oh, 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 her, yeah. I was talking about, oh my god. Dude, I said snake pussy. What did you think I meant? See, the best thing about the, the, the bird is that her proportions literally change from panel to panel. All right, all right. The best. Anyway. Man. Yeah. It's over. Isn't it? He won you won. I'm looking at pictures of Shark Pino. No, you aren't you're looking Ethan, at the Even some at penises. You know we're well, still first of all, right? not without yeah. his permission. You know the show hasn't ended yet, right? Yeah. yeah the we're show will never to, end. We're limping towards pieces. ending it slowly but surely. Also, don't you ever doubt me ever? Don't well, you, you get dare! You penises. weren't. You were looking at a blank screen. I knew you were looking at sharp pieces beforehand. Ethan, some of your Don't you ever pieces. dare doubt me. Ethan, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't you ever dare doubt me! Wanna see my collection? Yes. Show great? me your yif. Uh, <laughs> Please send me There it is. Right there. Forcing you to interact with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing him a picture of Braxton with a Make America Great Again hat. God damn it. Oh, no. That's the last thing the Pokemon fandom needs. No. Politics, yeah. No. In case Politics ended, 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 ended now. Ended There's now. already been crossover porn with Sonic. You, you don't really have down to go from there. Just remember, oh, no. kids, I never become a part of the furry fandom because they legitimately have a problem with actual Nazis now. Everybody okay, has a problem been, with this Nazis. This has been Manga Mavericks at the movies. We're out of here. Bye. Bye, kids. Do your drugs. Stay Later. in school. You didn't say sayonara, said. Oh, uh, sayonara. Yeah, this is this is the end. Help <laughs> me. Said help. Pants to be darkened. Man, wouldn't it have been great if Jace just woke up and just <laughs> yelled, Stop! Jace has shit taste. Come on, dude. Let the guy sleep. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, see you later, everybody. Oh, he did it! Oh, he, he, yeah. he did it! We he got flipped off! Okay, <laughs> you guys are that's, assholes. That's the way to end the show. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Jace flipping us off. You guys are assholes. I am an asshole. Yeah, but we're lovable assholes. I take it up the asshole. When? Too when was the last that. time you took it up the asshole? Never. Yeah. <laughs> what about like last night? Uh, also, no, you're Ivan's home. You you have him for that. Oh, I can swing around. He's fine with that. Also, whale yeah. shark penis is half the size of a grown ass man.
Are you now? Let's, let's get out of here, please. <laughs> this has been the strangest podcast I've ever recorded. We this have to try mistake. harder then. This was a mistake. <laughs> a terrible, terrible mistake. Just like anime. Yeah. Except for JoJo, that's alright. I have a picture yeah. of a Sylveon saying anime was a mistake and so was I. Oh, show me. It, it, really, it really speaks to me on a spiritual level. Where is Pokemon it? speaks to you on a spiritual level. No, just really cute things in general speak to me on a spiritual level. Are you saying, Stop saying interesting things so I can end the show! You haven't ended the show yet? End the fucking show! Uh,